You're listening to the Russell Bread Podcast. That's a shit. How many red carpets you guys want to walk in your $4,000 ridiculous heels? You will never be able to lace up my Chuck Taylor. This is your fault. This is your fault. I didn't get mad when you stole all my moves. Your daddy's not here anymore. It's, how was your movie, by the way? Oh, I missed it. Mine, mine went straight to DVD, just like yours. Careful you don't hurt your neck again going through those ropes. Yeah, we are live, L-I-V-E. This is episode 188 of the Russell Fred Podcast. My name is JD, the first effing lady. And once again, I am here with a special prediction show because we got a lot, a lot of wrestling this weekend. I mean, clock in and get paid type of (laughs) (laughs) watch-alongs that we're about to have here. We have, starting off on Saturday at Mm. 1 p.m. Eastern, we have um, Night of Champions from WWE. And then competing together... You know, we thought Tony Khan was lying when he says that he is at war with WWE. And we are seeing it come to fruition, ladies and gentlemen. Because on Sunday night at 8 o'clock, at the same damn time, we have NXT Battleground and AEW's Double or Nothing. <laughs> the We are back to f- move over Monday Night Wars. It is Sunday night pay-per-view slash premium live event going on here i mean it's a lot and as you see here i am not by myself i am here with two of my bloodline brothers first off starting off over here as i figure out which way i'm pointing we we have devin from the clark street wrestling podcast the tribal chief how you doing today yo yo what's good what's going on my bloodline sister I appreciate the invite coming through. Appreciate the hospitality. I'm ready to have some fun. And we're going to have a good night of wrestling, a buttload of wrestling. Like, tell the wrestling guys to cut the check. All right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Putting in time. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And then, last but not least, we have, as the chat's going crazy, the man who will give you the dirt, but he is still clean. We have Dirt Sheet. Dan, how you doing today? This is becoming a four-time job. Jeez, going through <laughs> the dirt sheets, like going yes. through the weeds, you know, gotta dive right out, get into the real world. You know, NXT's putting that battle on battleground with this yes. Sunday. Jeez. They really are. Like, I didn't think I didn't think we would ever come to this because normally WWE have their stuff on Saturday. First it was Sunday. Then AEW's on Saturday. Then they switched it. Now AEW's on Sunday. WWE's on Saturday. And then Papa H, Shawn Michaels, Vince McMahon somewhere in the background with the mustache. You know, uh, uh, Tony Khan's secret family member. Um, <laughs> it's up out there. was like, you know what? We're going to go at the same time this premium live event from NXT to go against AEW's Double or Nothing. Here we go. <laughs> yes, Dan has has dirty sheets. <laughs> dirty Dan. Dirty, dirty Dan. Dan. Dirt yep. sheet Dan. That's right. Um, 
But yeah, it is a lot of wrestling this week, especially for those who like to watch other companies. We had Raw on Monday, NXT Tuesday, Double or Nothing, I mean, uh, AW Dynamite on Wednesday. Impact, if you like to watch Impact on Thursday, tomorrow is SmackDown and Rampage. Then it's um, Night of Champions Saturday, and then of NXT Battleground and Double Enough on Sunday, and then we just go right back to it all over again. So for all those who love to watch everything, good luck. I wish you luck. Make <laughs> sure you drink your coffee, your tea, your wine, your alcohol, your beer, whatever it is that helps Y'all you stay up. Do. Yes, because there's a lot of wrestling to do, a lot of wrestling to go through, a lot of predictions that we're going to go through, a lot of recaps. That we have to go through too. Jeez. So yeah. <laughs> Tell me to the wrestling guys to cut the check. And exactly. that's not even and that's not even everything. I'm glad we're not talking about everything because just like you said, you got under siege mm-hmm. all this week is the finishing touches on the best of the super juniors, which uh the semis is tomorrow, the finals is Sunday morning. So we're not even touching everything. Yes. Oh. And then if you're into sports, too. <laughs> like, Speaking of sports. Sports streets. Yes. Streets in the building. Streets in the building, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on? Thank you for tuning in. And Yo, the then, chat is popping right now. It is. Oh, we got Smacking It Raw, the dirtiest podcast out there. Y'all thought Dirty <laughs> Dan was dirty dirtiest podcast out mm-hmm. there but they still cool too thank you for tuning in as well but yeah it's a lot going on this weekend all right and like i said we didn't even touch the little bit on that and then um first of all make sure you tune in to everything that the bloodline entertainment network is doing yes the bloodline is now on all of your devices and we're covering everything everything okay we cover in sports entertainment Mm. sports and entertainment we cover movies and we started doing gaming as well if you like what you see here with us you can catch all you can catch us at all different places first of all you can catch me i am now streaming i'm now back to game to uh streaming my gaming again um you can catch me on mondays and tuesdays around um 11.15 11.15 on Monday, so right after you watch Raw, if it was a snooze fest for you, you can wake right on up and hang out with me for the episode for um, Late Night Gaming with JD. And then on Tuesday, after you watch um, the Director's Cut and NXT and everything like that, you can tune back in at 11 to check me out again. Next week, uh, Monday, I'll be playing um, Detroit Become Human. And then Tuesday, I will continue playing uh, Jedi Survivor. A lot of funny stuff that's going on there. Um, you know, I'm. You would think that I'm new to it because I tend to just walk straight off of ledges, uh, as we've been seeing. But I swear, I've been playing video games for a long time. She nice with uh, it. She 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 nice with it. I, I was I watching. Am. I'm getting. I was like, she got skills. She was whooping the ass. Double saber action, you know. Yes, right. uh, you know. Sometimes, you know, with the world that you live in, it's good to take it all out on a bunch of stormtroopers, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> and then on Wednesday, 
you can check out the Tribal Chief of Podcasting at uh, is it permanently at eleven Eastern? No, no, no. That was just that was just okay. you know, little you know, little 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 time change we did you know to yeah. cover for somebody, but the regular time would be midnight, midnight there central, one a.m. on the Eastern for all your night owls out there want to kick it with me. You're gonna be playing Destiny Two. You know, it's a first-person shooter game, open world, story-based, PvP, got a little bit of everything, but it's one of my favorite games, and you get to, you know, come along with me and see how I get down with it. There you go. Exactly. So you can catch the newest editions of the Bloodline Entertainment Network, where we now get into gaming with the exclusively on Twitch as well. So come in late night, get your drink, whatever, and chill with us as well. But you can always catch this guy, too. If you want to know all the dirt that's going on, you make sure you like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can catch all the YouTube shorts of Dirt Sheet Dan. Just give you the info. And on you the come straight topic. out with it, too. No uh, no paywall, okay, that you have to go behind or anything. He gives it to you straight up, right then and there. We don't need no Meltzer or Alvarez. You got Dirt Sheet Dan right here. <laughs> He's not afraid of CM Punk, ladies and gentlemen. Not, All right. Not <laughs> dirt sheet Dan. <laughs> hey, I've been to Chicago and he didn't show up. That's all you need oh. to know. <laughs> not a coincidence, ladies and gentlemen. Not a coincidence. But yeah, we have a lot to get into. So starting out, um, now I don't watch NXT faithfully. <laughs> so I can't even give a prediction of what who I think is going to win but just the overall um review we have carmelo hayes going against Braun breaker for the nxt championship uh lyra Val valkyria going against tiffany stratton i know who tiffany is and that's the tournament final for the vacant nxt women's championship namdar going against dragon lee british round rules match for nxt heritage cup we got Wesley going against Tyler Bate and Joe Gacy. Triple threat match for the NXT North American Championship. Ilya Dragunov versus Dijak. Last man standing match. I actually watched the, um, I saw the little like cinematic little vignette that they did uh, where, you know, Dijak needs to be put into some type of Call of Duty <laughs> game or something like that. He has like, the greatest look, the greatest turn. Whoever whoever decided to film those two together, it was just Chef's kiss. I hope he's in Metal Gear Salad that's coming out, okay? Because they show they showed the camera behind him, and Ilya was like, I'm still standing. And then you see Dijak turn and go, huh. I was like, this guy needs to be in a game somewhere. Like somebody <laughs> needs to put him in a movie or something. Uh so we got a match between them, last man standing match. And then for the NXT Tag Team Championship match, we had the Creed Brothers going against Gallus, um, Mark Coffey, and Wolf Game with Joe Coffey as well. So we'll start off with Dan. What's your overall view of NXT Battleground? I'm actually hyped for it. Like, uh, I've been watching uh, NXT each week. I, I try and watch it now. Like, now that's not the 2.0, and they're kind of like it's always 2.0. Yeah, the the in between <laughs> with 2.0 and black and gold, it's like they made a love child, and this is what it is now. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm actually hyped for it. Like I'm actually a big Noam Dar fan. I liked him in NXT UK. You got the the British rounds uh, match, which is a great concept. You got six rounds of three minutes, and you you, you go through each one. 
you get a pin, it ends the round automatically. And if mm. somebody gets knocked out or uh, or they don't make the count for the 10 count, they automatically lose. And I think it's best two out of three winner. If it goes to the whole six rounds, the champ retains. And I like, mm. I just like his heel character. He's kind of full of himself. You get Dragon Lee to do something. I liked on Tuesday where Dragon Lee was talking to the to the Heritage Cup and looking at Dom you know, Dar trying to get him sidetracked from his match with Nathan Frazier that helped him uh, Nathan win the match. I think Noam Dar is going to win because he's going to find somebody. He's having a hard time finding a quarter man, and I think he's going to find somebody, and he's going to win with like the sneaky tactics that he likes to do. I just don't see Dragon Lee being the type of guy to win that Heritage Cup. I think it fits Noam Dar. It gives him purpose. It keeps him riding high. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward, of course, to him, Carmelo Hayes. Mm. Against mm-hmm. Braun, Evil Boy Breaker, yeah. uh, that's going to be a tight match. I think Carmel Hayes is going to win that. And then one that's kind of been uh, like sneaky for me is you said it, Dijak versus uh, Dragonoff. These are two big guys, brutes. Yes. I think Dragonoff is kind of on his way up, and this is probably his last thing. They need to start building Dijak. He has not won a pay per view match since he's have been back on NXT. You gotta write that. Mm. You gotta write that it's it's like the new cop uh character here. Like they need to keep going with it. For some reason I just like when seeing his entrance when you yeah. see like the Gerald Cell go mm-hmm. you hear the noise and then you see him come out. Like it's great. It's like a cop mixed with Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> yeah, he gave me a uh, big boss man vibes yeah. during that building. Yeah, because he had a baton too and everything. I'm yeah. like okay here we go. But yeah, I and I know Dragonoff, of course, the crazy match that he had with Walter and everything. And then Dijak, of course, when uh, he was feuding with Keith Lee and was put on the map that way as well. So yeah, that's one of the matches I'm excited for. And I'm a fan of Carmella Hayes. I feel as though like he is like such a big star um, as well. And then so with the rematch between those two as well. And I, I'm after you explain the uh, the British uh, rounds rule, I do look forward to that match as well, um, and then seeing the triple threat match too uh, with Wesley and Tyler Bate in there as well. I mean, normally with NXT, they always put on a pretty good um, a pretty good pay, uh, premium live event as well. So. Uh, I know that this is going to turn out to be good. They haven't really missed yet, even with NXT, even when it was NXT 2.0 um, as well. So yeah, they've there's been on. Definitely room, there's definitely room for a shakeup. That's what mm-hmm. uh, that's what I'm hoping, and they have the chance to do it Saturday. I mean Sunday. Yeah, I guess they're going to reveal. They'll eventually reveal either here, well, probably on Tuesday, of who the mystery person was that attacked uh Roxanne of course I got an idea I got an idea who it is too yeah because people are saying Mandy <laughs> no nah <laughs> people nah. are trying to say Mandy <laughs> Dirt Sheet Dan's got the, the, got the he's got the juice oh, he got the stuff there it is y'all gotta y'all gotta tune in all right subscribe yeah. to the YouTube channel Subscribe to Twitch as my phone reminds me to drink water. Um, but subscribe to follow us on Twitch and everything like that so that you can hear 
the latest from Dirt Sheet Dan as well. Uh, Devin, how do you feel about NXT Battleground this weekend? Oh, you know I love me some, some NXT 2.0, <laughs> you know, because I, I love it near and dear to my heart. I'm ready for Battleground. Uh, I'm, I'm ready for every match from, 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 from beginning, starting with Gallus and the Creed Brothers. The build has been somewhat somewhat i don't know mediocre because talking promos are just not their strength when it comes to the creeds or gallus i'm like bro gallus just just ain't y'all thing man just get to the fisticuffs and same with the creeds too but i think the match is gonna bang though it's, it's gonna be mm-hmm. a banger so i'm ready for and we that gotta, we gotta remember like mixed in with that is is the family the don and stacks yeah 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 yep. so that that can get infused as well good uh, good point. I'm ready for dragging off. I'm ready for Dijak. This might, this possibly could steal the show. Still, mm-hmm. I, I think so. Because Wesley and Dijak from their last uh, premium live event, they, I think they stole the show too because they just had a phenomenal match. And I think Dijak's going to put in work with dragging off. Uh, shout out to Dijak, man. He, yes, man, if he was just, I think he was just born in the wrong time. He was born like, you know, is it if he was his age now in the 80s, he would kill it in an acting career right now. Just, oh, yeah. That look he got is so 80s right now. I'm like, <laughs> you 80s villain, just my brain. I'm getting that Dolph Lundgren vibe. And that's what I'm right. Doing. Yes. <laughs> if he dies, he dies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Exactly. So I'm, yeah. I'm ready for that match. Norm Dord. Uh, mm-hmm. Dragon Lee, Dragon Lee has been having uh, having a great build since he came in to NXT. From his whole presentation to his music, his music is the shit. Got lo- I love his base for Dragon Lee. So I think Norm Dar love his uh, his character, sneaky. You know, right now he's trying to find somebody in his corner. Can't find nobody. Uh, you know, if you look, if you saw what happened from last episode, you know he was he was having issues. So. I think that's going to play a part to dirt what Dirt Sheet Dan said for their match. So that's a good point. And of course, Tiffany Stratton, Valkyria. I am surprised by Valkyria. I thought we was going to get uh, Stratton and Core G. Core J. Yeah, Core J. Yeah. And I think people have Core J going, going, but I got Stratton going all the way. Yeah. I got Stratton going over. I'm excited for this match. And then, yeah, I am him. Yes, Hayes and Braun. Breaker, that dude is a monster ever since they just, hey, you go heal and do your thing. Like, I love his whole character development, showing that Car- Carmelo's Hayes barbershop, talking that shit. He was like, oh, I'm not there. I'm at, I'm at, I'm at, your, uh, I'm at your barbershop. I'm about to get a quick cut real quick. I'm like, wow. So I'm all, I'm all excited for all these matches. I'm ready. Yeah, I can't wait to see this. Um, like Tim said, it's going to be a great replay to watch because uh, unless you sit there, like, you know, have two monitors on or something like that, it's going to be impossible to watch this at the same it. time. I might split because it it's me. I might split because <laughs> it me. It's just me. I'm just being real. You know, hey, 2.0 over a duck. <laughs> well, we already know where your alliance yeah, lie. Okay. I'm splitting. Yeah. Passable. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think there's a good like there's, they got a good build with uh, Lyra Valkyria and Tiffany Stratton. 
because they got several things mixed up into that. We got the hooded woman who attacked Roxanne. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you got Cora who attacked uh, Valkyria after the match with the lead pipe, and the so that gives her a, a reason to lose that injury to sell. And then she could go back to the thing with Cora Jade, and you can have Tiffany Stratton win. But then it plugs in something later on where you could do something where Valkyria could get that redemption arc down the line because she would only lose because she was injured. And then she could come back fully healthy and get that rematch uh, in like the, the winner against uh, Tiffany Stratton. All right, dirt sheet, Dan. Playing out this story. I see a dirt sheet, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait to see what happens with NXT background. Um, so going from there, uh, sticking with WWE, now we are going into Night of Champions. Um, so first off, we have Cody Rhodes, Mr. Adversity, going <laughs> against Brock Lesnar. Um, they were teasing that this match may not happen because Cody is injured and stuff. And then Papa H sat there and gave him the old man type of talk. Like, you know, you're injured. You have to check out the doctor. And Cody said, no, I must fight. I have to finish my story. Well, the different chapter of the story. And then Triple H kind of looks at him, goes, oh, so young. <laughs> he like gave him this look like, oh man, you really are. You really are being, you know, Mr. Adversity here. Um, so it seems like they're going to have to match. More likely, Cody's going to come out in a sling or taped up or something like that. And then we go from there. Either this is going to be, <laughs> this is going to be a, you know, Brock Lesnar straight up, pretty much what we saw in Murder the first match, match of, you know, Death Suplex match. City. <laughs> or we gonna see Cody Rose just overcoming it all. Um, so Devin, we'll start with you. What's your prediction for this match? Yeah, I'm going with Brock Lesnar. That's I'm going with Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Come on. They're they're I, they're extending this, they're giving us the slow burn. I think we're taking this to SummerSlam. I think we're getting Cody versus Brock three. At SummerSlam, this is what WWE like to do, and so yeah, Brock is gonna just do work, beat his ass some more on the brink of death, damn near, and tell Papa H to cut the check. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. It is decided. <laughs> it is decided. <laughs> yeah, we know. We definitely know this match is going first. Brock Lesnar is coming in. <laughs> he's gonna wrestle. He's getting the hell up out of there on his private jet. Okay. If he, if he ain't at last, he's first. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's like, what? I'm. I'm not. I'm not main event. All right, put me first. first. I'm out. Exactly. Dan, what's your prediction for this match? Like, I had an opinion on this, and then the more that I watch and think about it, it kind of morphs and changes, because when have we seen this before? Uh, Cody, like you said, fighting diversity, coming out in some sort of sling or whatnot. We got the turn pack last year where he wasn't even going to compete, and then he did, and then he gets off TV. It makes me wonder if they're trying to reimagine that 
but this year, and then use this as an excuse to get people behind him even more. Maybe, depend on who wins this match, I don't even think it cares. Maybe he takes time off afterwards, like a month, comes back, and is ready to go again uh, because they're going to sell the injury even more. And then you could do a third match, just like Devin said, or maybe he has like another a thing that he does afterwards because I don't think he's going to do money in the bank. I think he'll wind up either skipping that and then coming back afterwards or have like a totally different thing and then be ready for SummerSlam. Part of me wants to go with country fried uh, Brock Lesnar here. <laughs> Part of me wants to go with that, you know. I love the new I love the new uh, merch that he has. Wear, wear the cowboy hat. He just comes in there. He just said, fuck this. I'm putting the Kimura on you. He was like, I'm not even going to suplex you. I'm just going to lock in that submission on you and, and, and make you beg for mercy there and break your arm. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going with Brock Lesnar here. I think they hey, do a, a trilogy. Yeah, there we go. Seat, <laughs> I knew it. Like a, I was leaning towards Cody because of the whole build him up. But I think you can build him up even more if he loses off TV for a month, comes back, and then comes after Brock with like with that aggression, as uh, <laughs> as people would say, and then he gets the win at SummerSlam. Yeah, I mean, we all. I feel like eventually Cody one day is going to come out in a full body cast trying to wrestle <laughs> a match at, at a certain point. That's how it's just how the cookie crumbles when it comes to this guy, you know. Oh, really? So it's just. I, I kind of agree that they see what happened with the torn peck and they realize that they can recreate it because that's what WWE loves to do. They love to recreate. So I feel like, yeah, they're going to have Brock whoop his ass. He's going to uh, come out, you know, once again. He'll go away because, you know, he'll be at a medical facility at a certain point. And then he'll come back miraculously and then – um him versus Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Um, obviously, I'm going with Brock Lesnar. Um, I know people are gonna hopefully people won't complain too much, but like, oh, Cody's buried and stuff like that. It's like, no, they're trying to build him up, they're trying to do the whole underdog babyface story that they love to constantly replay over and over again. I'm just very curious of if people start to get tired of the same thing over and over again. Um, like we've seen with Roman Reigns when they try to um, do something like this. <clears throat> the whole underdog story and constantly being an underdog. Um, because in my, for some of the promos that Cody does, it sometimes don't make sense to me. Like you barely won the match and then you cut a promo as if Brock was going to move on from it. Like you did a full roll up on him normally when there's a roll-up type of thing especially with Brock Lesnar it's not over um so we'll see like Tim said Mr. Adversity is about to face more adversity so adversity, uh, adversity <laughs> exactly so I feel like yeah Cody it's a matter of how many suplexes we're going to see yep Cody is going to get beat down and everything uh, disappear off the of TV. I'll be like, I, like you had said, I'll be very surprised if they add him on to if he is at um, Money in the Bank. Because after Money in the Bank, then it's uh, SummerSlam. So I don't know, but Money in the Bank that's in the UK though. 
It is. So that's uh, is. that's an international PLE. If that was like you know, hey, we in Vegas, I get it. You don't need a you know, that's passive. <laughs> you know, hey, you hey, hey, hey! Roman Reigns wasn't plugged for uh, Money in the Bank, and now he is. So you could kind of sub out Cody and sub in the Tribal Chief. Yeah. Or you can have Brock fight and then Cody comes out and attacks him and do something yeah. like that. And then th- that leads to SummerSlam. Because I'll be, su- like I said, I'll be surprised if he, if Cody is in a match or Cody will be in the Money in the Bank match and then Brock Lesnar costs him the match for whatever reason. But I have yeah. Brock Lesnar winning here and just whooping Cody Rhodes' ass pretty much. So, you know, because Cody has the Cody and underdog it and you know just come out and say so what do you want to talk about <laughs> okay but sir <laughs> i do think they're at that point with cody though they need to tread carefully after brock like you made a good point that mm-hmm. you know it might they might be coming to a fork in a road where all right fans might get tired of this like he's not an underdog yeah. like why do they keep yeah. on building like an underdog like you said to that roman reigns thing like yeah because mm-hmm. i ain't even like I ain't like what Cody said. Like, I have nothing to prove to you, Brock. I beat you. But like, bro, you rolled that motherfucker up. Like, really? Exactly. You should understand that. Put <laughs> show some empathy, goddammit. Like, he Brock would have run it back. You fucked up his up face, his, yeah. and you rolled him up. You didn't even pin him. You rolled him up, and then you walked out of there. You walked out of there with a speed walk, with a limp. <laughs> he rolled him up, and he was like, I hope you don't show back up until SummerSlam. <laughs> Exactly. Like he he was out of there as soon as he rolled him up. He didn't even he didn't even let the referee raise his hand. He immediately ran out of the ropes and hightailed it out of there. So yeah, it's just that he the thing with some of his promos, he'll cut it's I don't know if it's you know, he's pretty much like reading either somebody wrote it for him and he's just going straight off of what they're writing because they really want to tell the story of him being the underdog or he really wants to sell the fact that he's an underdog and he's cutting these promos and not really connecting it to the match. Cause it was another promo that he cut too. I think it was when he was going against Roman and I'm like, some of the things you're saying don't make sense. Like, I think it was when he got jumped or something like that. And he was yeah. cutting a promo about being an underdog. And I'm like, dog, you just got jumped. Like you should be upset about something wrong here. Like why? Yeah. yeah. He was definitely upset when Adam Pierce came into his locker room. He was like, get the fuck out of here. And he seemed like, push him out. He was definitely mad then. Exactly. I mean, where's this energy for Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns when you sit there (laughs) picking on someone that that can't even, that doesn't even wrestle? Why can't you have that energy for someone who at least get away with it? He did a Will Smith. I'm about to slap Chris Rock because I can get away with it. That's because he can't pull adversity on Adam Pierce. That's why you can't you can't out at you can't be the underdog against against Adam Pierce. Adam Pierce is just a nice person. That's why. If it was Sonya Deville, he'll probably sit there and fall down and you know say, "Oh, I hurt my elbow" or something along those lines. And then there's there's even wrinkles where there's people saying that his next storyline could be with Bray Wyatt. And that's why they're doing this whole thing because they're trying to figure out if they're going to pull the trigger on it or not. And if Bray wants to do it, because, you know, the whole creative with him, he, he has to have part of the creative. And it's always it's always an issue with Wyatt trying to get him in there, get the creative going. And 
that'd be a good thing. I just wouldn't do it now. I think that would be a thing maybe you do around Survivor Series if you even do it. Nah, Cody needs I to think stay that's away from Bray Wyatt. Yeah, that's a yep. lose-lose situation. <laughs> stay away from <laughs> Bray Wyatt. The P- I feel like if you want Cody to stay like underdog and pure babyface, you may he should stay away from Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt will start nice Bray Wyatt will start pulling some promos and stuff like that on him. You can't uh you know, you can't really underdog. I mean, you could try to underdog Bray Wyatt, but you know, Bray Wyatt's going is too cool. So it's going to be it's just going to be just like LA Knight versus Bray Wyatt. It's a it's going to be a lose-lose situation. Cuz the fans are going to be like, you know, I like Bray yeah. Wyatt. Bray Wyatt is cool. Um but there's Cody as well. So I think if they want to keep him on a high, um, they'll probably put him against Gunther next or something like that. Like, <laughs> just just keep underdogging. You know, we have Brock Lesnar going, taking out the arm. Gunther could take out the chest and stuff like that. Let's just keep See, the... That's, that's the problem that WWE have right now. They got too many people that they don't want to lose. Yeah. Like you have Gunther who... Has that been pinned in over a year? Pinned or submitted? He's undefeated while on the roster. They tried to make it sound like he isn't because they're like, oh, but it's it's been 120 days since uh, Guther has been involved in a in a loss. Even though he didn't get pinned, he was still involved in a loss. Just like they tried to pull that with Roman Reigns, where that tag <laughs> team match, where like, oh, he lost, but but he didn't get pinned, so he's saved from it. Like they're trying to do all these crazy things. You got. Rome Reigns isn't losing. He has that streak. Gunther has his 400-day streak as the IC champion. You got Cody, Mr. Adversity. He has exactly. to go and build his way back up. It's like you're creating too much of a mess to where it's like, how are you going to make all this worth it? Exactly. They tend to put themselves in the corner when they do stuff like that as well. And they do it, too, for the baby faces where they yeah. put all their eggs into one basket for one, for one baby face. Um, it's more, you know, obvious with the women's division than it is with the men's division that they have the one big baby face because they're trying so hard to recreate the John Cena effect to where as though once the crowd starts to get tired of the baby face, there's not really anybody else that you can really make credible um, as well. So... Speaking of the bloodline, next up we have for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship, we have Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens going against the undisputed WWE Universal Champion, the Tribal Chief, the head of the table, Roman Reigns, and Solo Sokoa. Um, We already kind of (laughs) know where Devin's about to pick. And I know he's gonna do a whole sermon, so we are gonna leave you for last. Cause I know <laughs> you're gonna do, you're gonna do a whole old, a whole tribute, <laughs> a five, a four page letter. Okay. He's gonna. We gonna go with Dan first. <laughs> what your prediction is for this? Oh match. my god. I liked something that uh, Devin said a week, even two weeks ago, where he said, like, the storyline with the bloodline is so long that there's so many strings that you can pull on to go to another storyline and you can keep it going. But I just feel like this isn't one where I feel like it's going to be not 
be the the dam of the bloodline, but it's going to be one of the strings that you pull on where it's going to divide them. Because I feel like the Usus are definitely feeling salty right now. They're definitely, uh, they've been on a losing streak. They're kind of mm-hmm. pissed. Like we've seen, even before they lost the, the rematch with uh, Sammy and Kevin, you had Paul Heyman doing those promos where he was looking and he acted like he was talking to Sammy and KO, but then he was staring straight at Owen, uh, at the Usos. And just made it mm-hmm. worth it. You're just like, he's talking to them. He's talking to them, but the Usos don't even know he's talking to them because they're looking, they're just high and mighty on their the one's perch. And But then they're, now they're on a losing streak and the, the tribal chief is fed up with it. He's pissed. He's like, you want to hang out with the tribal chief? I'm about to be a thousand days and you're losing over here? I got Solo Sokoa doing his work. He pulled out the victory and a backlash for you guys, and he's only lost once to Mr. Adversity, and that's it. Like, other than that, he's been dominating. And it makes for good with this one because it's like, how much further can you go with these, uh, with this, like, rivalry? I think the Usos are going to cost Sokoa and Reigns the match. I think they're going to attack Roman Reigns. He's going to get hit out of the ring, and then you're going to get Owens and Sane go after Solo, and then they pin him. Because that's the only way I feel like you can go, because you could put the belts on Reigns and then Solo Sokoa, but then at some point you got to have them drop it, and at some point you got to have Solo Sokoa take a pin, because they're not going to have the Tribal Chief take, take the pin. It just wouldn't be worth it. So, I think this is the time that, that they pull the trigger on the Usos going babyface. And then Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens get this dub and retain. And then they stay on Raw because you don't need them going back and forth. We know how crazy the, the draft was. That draft is bullshit. <laughs> trying. They're trying. At least, they didn't, at least he didn't announce a wild card role yet. <laughs> they're yeah, trying to commit fr- to it. We just got a free agent that's going to title shot on this uh, card. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> so I have it slightly different. Um, cause at first, you know, I was like, oh, I think they go put all the titles of Roman Reigns and we gonna get the photo of Roman with all the titles like we keep using with Triple H and everything like that. Um, but from the way that things are unfolding with the bloodline, especially with these um, you know. With Paul Heyman, of course, t- talking to Solo Sokoa and dropping hints and stuff like that of Solo having to turn on his brothers and everything. Um, I feel as though the match will be great and it'll look like Roman and Solo are going to win. And I think the Usos are also going to come out and try to help. Um, I don't think they're going to turn on Roman just yet. I think they're still going to do this whole we're trying to help out like they like we've been seeing we see the usos and solo show up whenever um roman is wrestling so i think we're going to have it here of the usos coming out to help along but i think they're going to fuck up this time and they're going to cause the match and i think it'll be solo who will get the pin so that they retain and then roman reigns is going to let all hell loose 
It's gonna be a must-watch SmackDown. So <laughs> let so that we can see what the hell is Roman going to do because he done dedicated this match to the wild Samoans. Not even to the Usos. The greatest, he said the greatest tag team of all time, even though the Usos was named on PWI. 500, the best tag team of the best tag team of 2022. Roman said no, the best tag team of all time. The Wild Samoans. And he dedicated the match to them. And I think the Usos are going to try to help out and they're going to mess it up and cost them the match. Mm. And then Roman is going to I already hear I already hear the promo. He's going to say I dedicated this match to the Wild Samoans. And you guys come in, and, and I didn't ask you guys to come out. You guys came out without me telling you to come out. And you guys think that I need your help. You know, you think that I need your help. And I think it's going to cause more division with everyone. Because now Solo is in the weird position of we have the head of the table, your cousin. And you got your brothers that is on the other side as well. Um, so... As much as I would love to see the chaos, like if it if the Usos are not in Saudi or anything like that, I'm going with Roman just for the pure chaos. I will be on Twitter the rest of the night. <laughs> Roman wins those tag team titles because the pure chaos that is going to come from it. It's going it's going to feel like 90 degrees in Antarctica from the heat of the wrestling world going to blaze of how upset you people were upset about Cody losing and Roman retaining the title. Now he done took the titles <laughs> off of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. I still got the clip. I still got the clip. <laughs> Yeah, That's big it. man. That's what I want. All that energy. <laughs> it's going to be so many videos. They're going to pan to the crowd. Well, you know, it's, I don't know how the Saudi crowd will be. They may, they may, they may, you know, they acknowledge the tribal chief over there. They'll clap it up and stuff like that, which is probably more the reason why I feel like if the Usos don't interfere, Roman will win the titles because Saudi is the perfect country to pull this off in and still have them applaud and be happy because they're happy that wrestling is there, that they can just have this all happen and, you know, the, <laughs> the crowd will not implode and boo and boycott the rest of the um, premium live event. So I think he'll get booed when he comes back to America at SmackDown. Don't know where it's at, but wherever city that they're going to be in, it's going to be a lot of people crying. It's going to be all that dude's friends sitting there and just, just swinging at the air like the like, like movie. I forgot the movie it was. It's just swinging at the air, mad and everything like that, while Roman Reigns just holding up all four titles. You don't even have it, all the arms to hold it up. Paul Heyman's just going to stand next to him and hold up all the titles as well. But yeah, I um I feel like the Usos are not there. Then I think it's going to be Roman and Solo. If the Usos are there and they do interfere, it's going to cost Roman the title. But I have I want the chaos though. 
I do want the chaos just for the pure chaos. You know, normally around no at once we're after SummerSlam, it gets a little dull and stuff like that. But I think like it's it's time. Let's let's just throw all the belts on him. Okay. Beyond have him go against Bianca Belair. He can go money in the bank, win that, boom, cash in on Bianca and Rhea at the same time. Bring back the 24-7 title. Put that on Roman Reigns as well. Bring back the hardcore championship. Have him interfere in the World Heavyweight Championship. You know, just pull out, you know, Adam Pierce say it is official. You know, he can go to NXT the next night. <laughs> just get on the private jet along with Brock Lesnar. Go to NXT. Get in, you know, just go in there. You know, at Shawn Michaels be like, you know, it is decided. And Throw him in the match as well. Throw him in the tag team match as well. The North American champion. He's just going to be stacked. His biceps is going to be as big as Hulk Hogan from him having to carry around the the titles and everything like that. He's going to have to bring in cousins and nieces and nephews and second cousins into the bloodline so they can carry his title as well. I mean, he's going to have to have a wagon brought out. I mean, he's going to be looking like Kenny Omega, you know, they're going to say, oh, y'all have, y'all thought y'all had the collector. We have the real collector. He collected all the WWE belts. <laughs> Power mad. <laughs> That's what I want. I want chaos. I want it all. I want people to start bitching on Twitter. I want, I, I want, I want I want Tim, I want TK to get on here and start just getting mad. Like, why? 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 Now he's going to hold up the whole tag team division. <laughs> like, good. <laughs> exactly what I wanted. I want it all. I want the madness. So I can see my tribal chief with four fucking titles. Four titles. Are you kidding me? And then he you tell me he's going to take a pin on the on a thousand day reign. Oh, no, 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 no! That cannot just happen. That should not happen. He cannot lose. He can't. He can't even have Solo take a pin on a thousand day reign. No, <laughs> no, no! He's gonna win. He's gonna win four titles on this thousand day reign, and then eventually we get the division with the Usos. Because I think with the Tribal Chief and Solo getting the titles, tag team titles, I think that can. I, I think I'm on the other side of that fence. I think that could actually, you know, drive a further wedge between the Usos. Mm-hmm. All right. And then we could still get our civil war for the bloodline with that too. All right. And then maybe a future PLE, they get involved, actually cost my tribal chief. I can't believe I got to say that. Cost my <laughs> tribal chief and solo the titles. And then, yeah, like you say, yeah, then he will. <laughs> yes. Yes. Everybody will pay. Everybody will pay <laughs> from the tribal chief. But yeah, tribal yeah. chief is winning. I got them going over Sami Zayn, traitor, traitor, Sami Zayn. Again, KO. Solo. Tribal chief four titles. Four. Get them fours up. Get them fours up. <laughs> I want to see fours in the chat now. If they, if they made a four emoji. If you can make one in Canva, make a four emoji in Canva <laughs> and put it in the chat. Four is up. Put the number four up. If you can't, you can't do a four emoji. Put the number oh four up. Oh my goodness. Four titles. Get them fours up. 
I mean, I would love to see the chaos. You know what I mean? I just want to see the chaos. I just want to see how many people are going to say I'm canceling my Peacock subscription, you know, <laughs> never watching WWE again. And I'm going to tweet, I'm going to say, cool, AEW's on the next night. Go check it out then. <laughs> <laughs> and I got I to gotta mention this because this is one of the funniest parts of this whole storyline. It's like Kevin Owens is just done talking. He's just like, he looks at Sammy. He's like, can I fight now? Can I fight now? I'm done talking. I just want to fight. Like, I don't have anything to say. Let's go. And he's just ready to go. He doesn't care about any promos or anything. He, he just wants to get one-on-one fight action. Fight, Kevin, fight, you know. Exactly. We have that all over again. But, yeah, this, this match is going to be very interesting. Very interesting of which way it, this is going to go. And if the Usos are going to interfere or not. And then if Roman wins, or in Devin's opinion, when Roman wins, the chaos and how they're going to uh how they're gonna handle it as well. So speaking of titles, uh, and possibly Roman having all the titles, the title that he won't have just yet <laughs> is the world heavyweight championship. We have what could be the match of the night. Seth freaking Rollins going against AJ Styles. The match that we haven't seen them two wrestle each other since 2019. I think this is going to be the banger of the night. I know Tim is somewhere banging his chest as well. But yeah, this, this match is going to be amazing. Uh, especially now that we got this, you know, Seth Rollins with the fate more more of a face Seth Rollins and face AJ Styles. So it's just going to be pure magic with this match. Um, very interesting because uh, people were complaining about how you know we have somebody from SmackDown in this match and everything like that. And I um I I I have no complaints uh, because you know we have. Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles. Um, look at that pick. <laughs> I picked the man with the long hair as the victor. Listen, all right, L'Oreal is jealous up in here. I'm slightly just, I am jealous of AJ Styles' hair, especially the WrestleMania where it was blowing in the wind. Man. I just want to say, drop the fucking hair routine, please. Man, where conditioner at, bro? Let us know what that exactly what conditioner like. are you using for that. <laughs> Get that sack of mom power. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, long hair versus long hair. But uh, we have, I feel like this is going to be matching tonight. I can't wait to see these two go against each other. I mean, we just saw AJ Styles have a great triple threat match with Rey Mysterio and Edge. You know, you wouldn't even guess that we would have something like that in 2023 and have, you know, the amount of how long those three guys have been in the business and still pulling out a match as if they just came, you know, just, just as if they were, you know, 10 years, 10, 20 years ago. So amazing of what we saw with um, him. And then of course, Seth Rollins is Seth Rollins. He puts on great matches no matter what. 
everybody mentioned how him versus Omos, it was one of Omos's best matches. And, you know, it takes two to tango. So, um, and of course, AJ Styles, I'll keep saying it, made John Cena look like a, a, a actual wrestler. <laughs> like he, like pulling out wrestling moves that I didn't think John Cena even knew. Okay, so I think this match is going to be straight up magic. Uh, I'm having, I have Seth Rollins winning here. I know people feel as though this is like a constellation prize um, or, you know, it's like a second pick because of the situation with Roman Reigns. But I feel like um, they're, they're stuck because they just, they were, it feels like they were going to unite the two titles under with Roman Reigns and um, with Roman Reigns. Um, but either they decided not to or they were going to do a new belt and then decided to do a second belt instead, uh, especially with the brand split. Um, but I have Seth Rollins winning here. Um, but I still think like I would if AJ Styles win here, I wouldn't be mad. But I think it's going to be weird with AJ Styles winning because it's like, where do we go from here? Does he go to Raw now? Is he going to stay on SmackDown? If he goes to Raw, does the OC then go with him? Or are they going to keep them split? So it's just a lot of things that has to be done if AJ Styles were to win. I wouldn't be mad if he was to win because I would love to see the face that runs the place and everything like that that we had previously before. But I think it's Seth Rollins' time. I think he is going to win the title here. Um, Devin, what's your thoughts on this match? I'm going with Seth Rollins. I think this match is going to be an impeccable match. Show-stealing, worthy match. Match of the night contender, like you said. These two have unbelievable in-ring chemistry with each other as well. Uh, they got a long history even before, like, in their indie days, too, as well. So I like how they tied that back. You know, you know, telling their story about these two competitors going at it for Night of Champions. And I could understand some people, you know, they say, like, hey, this seems like a secondary title. Uh, maybe to some wrestlers, but not not to Seth. I, I, he is the outlier when it comes to my tribal chief, you know. <laughs> yes, my, my guy right there. But he is the outlier because he is the one guy that Tribal Chief never, never, never beat. So if he if he becomes the champion, I think he is legit champion, just as much as a champion as my Tribal Chief. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it is decided. Seth freaking Rollins. There we go. All right, Dan, what's your opinion on this match? Yeah, I think it's going to be a great match, and it, it shocks me that. AJ Styles comes in right away, been out six months, and then he goes and does a triple threat match. That's his first match back. Usually you plug him into like a squash match just to get his feet wet. No, not AJ yep. Styles. You give him Edge and Rey Mysterio and then Bobby Lashley in the same night. So he had to compete in two matches mm -hmm. on his uh, first uh, time back competing in the ring. And he just uh, he knocked that out of the park. You got these two. They're going to just make magic. You would think that it has to be Seth Rollins because it's for Raw. You know, we talked about this, the, the imaginary draft that they had uh, where, you know, you got to wherever wherever Roman Reigns is, that's where he's taking the belt. And then this belt's going to be on the opposite brand 
but yeah. but no, let's right. have SmackDown involved in this somehow. Yeah. But you know, it's it's made for good storylines. So I'll give it, even though these guys haven't interacted because Seth Rollins is filming uh, Captain America: New World Order, so that's why mm-hmm. they cut those two pretty cool vignettes where they're teasing once again him and Roman Reigns, him telling mm-hmm. Roman Reigns he's being <laughs> selfish, he's holding it for himself. And Seth Rollins is going to be a fighting champion. He's going to defend it all the time. The opposite. Devin said it. He's the one guy that has the, the Tribal Chiefs number. He beat him at was it Battleground. He beat him at Battleground when all the Shield members won it. And then he, he took the title at WrestleMania in the cash-in, one of the biggest cash-ins ever. And then he got into the Tribal Chiefs head at Royal Rumble and got him to get DQ'd. And, you know, they're going to do something down the line, whether it's Survivor Series or something like that, champ versus champ. And that'd be very tight mm. to see that <laughs> happen. But uh, I think he gets it done. I, I hope that they don't try and pull a stunt on us because I know that Logan Parr's coming back. I hope they don't get him involved. I hope if he gets involved with Seth again, that's after uh, Night of Champions because they just said that uh, – Logan Paul is going to be back for uh, Money in the Bank and SummerSlam. He might even be in the Money in the Bank match. So that'd be a cool thing to revisit that. But you got to go with Seth Rollins. He's the pick here. Most definitely. Most definitely. It has to be. Um, But like I said, this is going to be match of the night here. Uh, and then a non-title match here. We have Becky Lynch going against Trish Stratus. Um, we just had just had the contract signing um, the other day with a fiery back and forth between Becky and Trish. Um, I would like to say thank you, Trish. Um, I am thankful for Trish Stratus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but I feel as though I think this is going to be a pretty good match. Of course, this is um, uh, the legend coming back for, you know, another run as well. Um, I'm actually going to go with Becky Lynch here, even though I feel like this feud can continue on and it could go and could go Trish's way. But I'm actually going to go with Becky Lynch here. Um, I think that they are trying to continue things from after Ooh. WrestleMania and kind of keep that momentum going. I don't know what they're going to do with Becky after this, though, um, or who she would feud against, but I'm going to go um, officially with Becky here. Uh, Dan, what's your opinion on this match? I'm going the opposite way. I'm going with Trish, Trish Strass. <laughs> I think she pulls off the upset here. Uh, I think they're going to milk this storyline out, yeah. multiple pay-per-views. I think what they're trying to do is keep Becky away from the the world, t- I mean, yeah, the world title picture a little bit longer to give Ray Ripley some time with it before they try and do that. Because, you know, Becky Lynch and Ray are probably what happened at SummerSlam. And to me, it's probably just a foregone conclusion unless – they stretched this out until then. And they want to give Trish some work. These two have been wanting to work with each other for a long time. Unlike Lita, Trish looks like she's in great shape. She looks good in the ring. And I think they could uh, do two, three matches out of this one. Poss- possibly just two. 
So I think they get Trish the win here, and then you can build Becky a little bit back up with that to stretch it out so she's not just rushed into the title picture right away. If she's one of the women that doesn't need the title, I think yeah. she's bigger than the title right now. Yeah, definitely. You brought up a good point of them trying to milk it to keep uh, Becky away from the title, especially um, with whatever it is they're trying to do with Rhea Ripley at this point, because <laughs> it just feels like they're starting to just throw people at her. because uh, we, we just don't know what to do until, I guess, eventually she go against Becky Lynch and then down the road, the matchup that people really want, which is her going against Bianca Belair. Um, Devin, what's your opinion on this match? Uh, I think this is a, I think this is going to be a good, strong match for Becky and Trish, but I think I'm I'm gonna lean with Dirt Sheet Dan on this one, yeah, I, because they're gonna continue this feud. Mm -hmm. Trish is Trish is going over, you know. She she's coming in with this uh, whole new heel gimmick, and she needs a she needs a, a good win, and you can get a win off of Becky, you know, a, a cheap win too. It'd probably be a good heel win, a, a protected win for for Becky, or protected loss for Becky. So yeah, and then Becky. She was just doing great, even with that promo, the back and forth promo between her and Trish. Man, fuck what, what Becky said to bring back <laughs> what what Trish did <laughs> with Vince McMahon and said, "Yeah, you go ahead and bark like a dog, dog wolf wolf bitch." I was like, "What?" Gotcha, gotcha. I was like, "Whoa, whoa." Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wow. Okay. I'm ready. So, uh, the way they built up this match was good. I got Trish Stratus over. Yeah. Shout out to Becky for trying to one up her husband with the when he said bye bye, bitch. But now she's saying wolf, wolf, bitch. So, <laughs> the power couple coming up with unique ways to uh, create uh, gifts and memes and stuff like that. So, yeah, it makes sense though of uh, with Trish winning and them continuing on the uh, storyline um, as well. Um, we'll see. We will see what happens here. Um, continue on with the women we have for the Raw Women's Championship: Bianca Belair going against Asuka. I am a fan of both women. Um, I am a bigger fan of Asuka. I don't think they're going to pull it off here. Um, I think that we are holding the title on to Bianca, Bianca Belair, despite what Puerto Rico thinks. <laughs> she is going to stay champion. Uh, more likely until WrestleMania, she's going to hold that title on, just like Roman Reigns. Okay, we Philly is going when they come to Philly, it's going to be a lot of losses. Okay, they they're building up i don't know even know what they're going to try to build up to uh to go over um bianca belair but uh, i have bianca winning here even though i feel bad for oscar because you know it's another loss for oscar but i don't think the title is going to change hands here i don't think it is so Devin, what's your opinion on this match 
Yeah, same. It ain't happening. <laughs> Not for Oscar. <laughs> it's it's Bianca. She is she is hashtag forever champ too, just like my tribal chief. <laughs> anyway, but uh yeah, Bianca Belair, yeah, she is another hashtag forever champ. She's gonna it's gonna be another strong match, but man, this does no favors for Oscar. This does they, they haven't they haven't haven't built her up for you know in between before she before she even started facing Bianca again. So I don't I don't get this why you know Bianca round two right now when she already took an L, beat her convincingly, and you know get another match. All right. I, I I'm just kind of lost on that. And I think this is the more reason why they need like a mid-card title, like a workhorse title for the ladies. Because if we're going to have lengthy title reigns for the main for the main championships, then mm-hmm. for the mid-card, you know, a couple months reigns, nothing like, you know, nothing like that, what they're doing with the TNT title for AEW. No, nothing like that. But like a couple months, you know, two, three, 90 days, switch it, you know, and nothing like, not like eight, nine months, nothing like that, but something for to keep the women, uh, busy as well yeah definitely because with oscar not winning here it's another loss and we're getting the clown face oscar it's like i'm i'm hoping that this loss just creeps her closer to closer to the psycho oscar that i'm hoping that we get and then eventually down the line they pull the trigger and give her the title but i highly doubt it it's just you know bianca belair like I said in the previous episode, they book themselves in the corner because they have the one big baby face. She's, a, you know, a great per- great person to use marketing-wise as far as getting her story out there as champion, things like that. And they just kind of book themselves in the corner because there's no other big baby faces that they have right now um, for in, on Raw. I mean, they got Becky Lynch, but we just had you know, Becky Lynch as champion as well. And they haven't really built anyone up, really, uh, that could be as convincing to beat Bian- uh, Bianca Belair. Um, Dan, what's your opinion on this? I'm going rogue. I'm going rogue. <laughs> I'm going to ask her. Do it. Yeah. I think she, I think, I think she does it. I think this whole thing with that uh, Bianca's getting kind of stale. I think her storylines really have been great uh, the last couple of months, especially between the two of these. You, you're pushing that Asuka's your number one heel right now. So what are you going to do? Have her lose at Mania and then have her lose again and then be on this losing streak when it comes to this title? I just don't see it happening. Like You can push it. I could see where you're going with that, where she just goes chaotic and it goes like monster clown or something like that, like here, yeah. here-ish with that. But I think they need to switch something up with uh, Bianca. It doesn't mean she has to go heel, but I think you need to ha- get her to lose the title. Kind of like what they did when Becky came back. She lost it, and then she went back to that chase and kind of revived her a little bit. And then she got that title shot again and won the title back from Becky Evan has been running it for the last 14 months. So I got Oscar winning it because I feel like 
Oscar could win it and then lose to somebody, whoever the Money in the Bank winner is. I could see Oscar losing it that way, mm-hmm. and you create a little bit more there. And then you can push Bianca without the belt, like kind of like Becky. Becky doesn't need the belt. I feel like Bianca doesn't need the belt because I think she's bigger than the belt right now. So I think Asuka gets it done. Maybe she gets it done with heel tactics. Maybe she gets her with the the spray because that's how she lost Mm -hmm. at Mania. She went to do the spray, missed, and then she got, of course, uh, finished right afterwards. Now Asuka knows her, knows what she's going to do, vice versa, and maybe she, she gets her. Uh, with that, this time and gets the victory. I think. I think you got to have. If you have no, no champions, you got to have at least one or two uh, title changes. And I think this would yeah. be a good shocking one to happen. It would be. It would be a shocking one for this to happen. Um, yeah, because I so far I um, I am predict. But you know, of course, we will have the new champion. But yeah, so far I have it that everyone is retaining so far so we have to have One a new champ <laughs> we'll be a new champion yeah so it would be the tribal chief or it could be asuka here um i doubt it's going to be the next one i think uh <laughs> i don't think anybody thinks this there's going to be a title change with this match and that's for the smackdown women's champion rhea ripley mommy of many going against natalia uh because everybody when natalia came out to challenge rhea ripley everybody's like really <laughs> that's what we're doing uh i don't think anybody is going for natalia unless you are you feel as though the odds are in your favor <laughs> you know or if you're a friend or a family member of natalia i don't think bret hart is going to pick natalia to win here um <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going with Rhea Ripley. I love Rhea Ripley, of course. Um, I will never go against Rhea Ripley. So <laughs> I have her winning here. You know, everybody everybody loves her now. Out of the judgment, out of judgment day, she is love the one mommy. that's getting cheered. Um, but I have Rhea Ripley winning here. I think that it is a chance in hell of Natalia winning here. They're going to give, they're going to make it seem like she may win. She'll pull out the sharpshooter and stuff like that. Um, but I think Rhea is going to retain here. Uh, Devin, what's your opinion on this? Natalia's <laughs> going to win. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah, you was right because a lot of people when the tally came out, the crowd. Why? (laughs) (laughs) They was wilding. Me too. Yeah. I don't know what type of build we're doing for real, but I guess hey, we're gonna call it the real Ripley Slaughterhouse. All right, because we just gonna let her dominate these women. Okay, plain and simple. Because I want to see a domination like I saw from PLE in Puerto Rico. All right, <laughs> like she was she she just she balled up Selena. It's like he just balled her up like a little ball. <laughs> like okay, 
and Natalia, yeah, you got your whole submission, but nah, nah, just fuck all that, real Ripley. Just do your thing, beat her, beat her convincingly too, like within eight minutes. <laughs> Strong eight minutes, eight dominating. Minutes. Yes, it needs to be short, <laughs> dominated by Rhea Ripley. Yes, by mommy. That's being nice. <laughs> Isn't being nice eight minutes domination? <laughs> she has to do the convincing sharpshooter. She at least has yeah. to do the convincing sharpshooter during this match. You know, gotta give her, and she gotta roll up the crowd too. So yeah, maybe that much. Maybe that much. Shout out to Will the crowd Bro get behind this. I mean, it's, it's Saudi. So, they gonna yeah. get behind it. They'll do it. They'll give. Yeah. They'll clap for her. Yeah, I, I this this is a third title shot at uh, a Saudi event too. I think that's why they did it because they like to book Natalia on this car because she's one of the ambassadors. Uh, so, uh, yeah. If you think uh, if you think about it, like, and this is like I said, this is a third title shot at one of these events. Uh, so uh, so, so it's her one. Yeah, it's a one title shot a year that she gets. It's like, here's a golden ticket. You're going to lose. But here it is. <laughs> hey, she's getting paid. Don't cut yeah. that check. Cut she's that Saudi check. Yeah, you know. She's on the yeah. card. So, you know, I guess she's not going to complain. But shout out to the broadcast yes. podcast the all the way from the future. Okay. I hope it's nice and sunny tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> What's going on? Yep. And get Joe. What's good? What is What's going up, on? Rather, what up? What, what is up? going on? Yeah, but yeah. I got Raya. She has to win. Uh, you're gonna have the moments where they're gonna pander to Natalia, like mm -hmm. you said, the sharpshooter. But it's Raya Ripley, mommy. She's gonna get it done. Like I said, slaughterhouse because it's like you got Ray Ripley who likes to listen to that metal while she's working out, and that's going to be her slaughterhouse. <laughs> that's going to be her like, this, the, this Saturday afternoon. She's just going to be like, another day in the gym. <laughs> exactly. It's just, just another day. Another day of just dominating. I wonder what's her next match. Hmm? Oh, so I wonder what's her next match. Yeah, I don't know. Because there is very... It, I mean, the... The draft created like interesting matchups, but it's still very weird for the champions because it's like there's not really viable champions out there. And I like how normal we're just thinking about these titles, how the Raw titles on SmackDown and the SmackDown titles on Raw, and we just don't mention it because we just don't care anymore. It's and like, I'm it's looking because like, the last time they just switched it like they didn't care. So why the fuck exactly. would I care? <laughs> and I was sitting here legit thinking who's on SmackDown to go against Rhea Ripley to completely nah, forgetting she that wrong. she's on Raw. She I said I said it last week. I'm like, just do something that's very obvious and oblivious. Just switch it in the back and have them come out and with the title switched. I no one's gonna care. Titles. Yeah. You can just have Papa H come out. He wants to be he likes being cheered by the crowd. And then he can yeah. sit there and just do a whole presentation. He can pull out bring create new new non-colorful titles for the women 
you know, and get, you know, make sure he gets his flowers from the crowd by introducing new women's title, new women's championship, and then present it to Bianca on Raw, I mean, on SmackDown, and then to Rhea on Raw. But like Gensho said, no lie, who cares? No one cares. Talk about it, right. Yeah, I, like I completely, I'm sitting here saying, yeah, Raw Women's <laughs> Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair. Yeah, SmackDown Women's Champion Rhea <laughs> Ripley. Oh <laughs> Just completely glazing over. And I'm sitting here thinking, oh, yeah, we keep, we got to keep Becky away from Bianca and all this other stuff. Like, no, sorry. We got to keep Bianca, wait, I mean, we got to keep Becky away from Rhea Ripley because Rhea oh, wow. is on Raw. <laughs> Rhea is on the red brand. Bianca's on the blue brand. So, yeah. Um, very weird. They might as well just, you know, just have Papa H come out with the title and then, you know, present it to the women. He can even come out during Night of Champions, just snatch the titles away from them and then just shove the new titles into their hand. Then you can go up, you know, do the are you ready? And stuff like that. Are you ready for the new champion belt? Whatever. Like to just have him do his thing, but yeah, uh, I I would love to I would love to see if anybody on Twitter it, it'll be some people on Twitter who will be actively rooting for uh, Natalia um, over Rhea Ripley. But we know how this is going to go. This is going to be like Puerto Rico all over again. Yes. Okay, it's going to be Rhea Ripley will come out. Natalia will you know she won't get as much cheers as. Um, Zelina got, but it'll just be do- complete domination. Natalia will get her one, her little bit of offense, stuff like that, and then Rhea Ripley is just going to just do what she does and just completely just kill it all. <laughs> Dominate. And now, for another speaking of domination and slaughterhouse, <laughs> speaking of it, okay, we have Poor little Mustafa Ali. I mean, he was trying to be positive and then sat there and said, you know what? I can't do this anymore. And I said, exactly, because you're about to get slaughtered. Your chest is going to look like some ground beef at the end of the night. Going against, look at him, the intercontinental champion. The ring ring general. The ring general. Ring general. Like the previous match, I don't think we're going to have anyone. Uh, I mean, there'll be some people are rooting for Mustafa, but I don't think we're going to get a title change here. I feel like I have to tr- change some of my predictions because I so far have all champions retained. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> at least I got one champion <laughs> winning. I got, I got one. I went rogue, so I got my one. Yeah. That's over there. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm gonna have to change it. So I'm gonna change it to the chaos of Roman winning here. Yeah, uh, that's, that's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be my switch up. Get them fours up. It's <laughs> gonna be the yeah. switch up. I don't see them. I don't see them taking the title off of Rhea. I don't think it's gonna happen with Bianca just yet because it's gonna be a very for her to have the title for so long. I don't know. It's gonna be odd for her to lose it over in Saudi, but anything can happen in the WWE. But I definitely do not have Gunther losing this title. I mean, pure shock factor if they do this. Um, somehow, Mustafa 
is able to defeat Gunther. I mean, Gunther had two people coming at him at the same time doing chop and, you know, the pound was with Seamus and Drew McIntyre and that man survived. He still won. <laughs> so I don't know about Mr. Positivity. He's going to need all the power of positivity. He's going to need the new day in his corner, you know, chanting and singing power positivity in order for this guy to have just a slight chance of winning here. But pure, pure surprise if they pull it off here. I mean, great place to pull it off for, for Mustafa to win here, you know. Uh, but I highly doubt it. I very much highly doubt he's going to win here. Uh, Dan, what's your opinion on this? Considering this is my ring general, this is my guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Devin, as the tribal chief, I got the ring general. The ring is sacred when he's in there. This is the number one guy. He comes in there. He is so good that he orchestrated the trade of ring announcers to get Samantha Irvin traded to <laughs> Raw for his own pleasure so she can announce him alongside Ludwig Kaiser. Because you, you got to love how they do that there. No, yes. this, this, this is going to happen. He's going to whoop that ass. That's, that's all it's going to be. <laughs> it's, it, like, of course, Ali will have a couple moments, you know, uh, in the match, but he's going to get his ass whooped. But if, if you're going to have him lose, you're going to have somebody convincing being Guther because eventually he will drop that title mm-hmm. and then he's going to move up to that world title picture because that's what he is. He's going to get that war title eventually. You just have to find somebody worthy to take it. Like, like there's a couple of guys there. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they had, like, him and Riddle at SummerSlam and you have Riddle take it off of him. Mm. And then the, the back half of the year, heading into WrestleMania, that's where you can push Guther into that war title picture. Like, this guy did work in that Rumble. And Cody might have won the Rumble, but this guy... The whole, just like Ray Ripley, this guy went whole rumble and yes. just went went forward. This guy went balls out. Like that was his moment there. And he almost went front to back and finished it. Uh, and I think the fans actually are behind him. And I think them showing him in three different segments on Raw is them going, we trust this guy. We want him to do big things. He was even talking to your tribal chief's advisor his advocate. He was talking to him and and doing work there. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's inevitable. It's Guther. Of course. It has to be. It is it is decided. (laughs) Devin, what's your opinion on this? Actually, low-key, I think this is going to be a sleeper banger of a match. You know, because we're talking about Mustafa Ali, so this dude, yeah. he can wrestle. And, then, you know, Gunther, he, he, he going to get down. And I want to see how these guys are going to mix it up, and especially, you know, Mustafa Ali is going to be on the Holy Land, so we have gained any type of superpowers, you know, spirit bomb, give your energy, people. Or, you know, Gunther just going to level up, beat his ass, tell the Saudi people. Teach a man how to squabble. <laughs> it just 
Tell Papa to cut the check. I'm gone. <laughs> I got Gunther going over Mustafa. It is decided. It is decided. Yeah. Uh, yeah, very hard. There's some title matches on here. It's just like, I don't think there's going to be a title change. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dan went rogue with the Bianca one. But yeah, I don't. I don't know about those three, but yeah, definitely with that tag team title, it can it can go either way. Depends on if the Usos are there or not. Um, I feel like, as uh, Gitchell said, I feel like this match will be dope, but nothing will come from it. Like a Drake song, good wordplay with no substance. <laughs> Shout out to Triple H, though, getting the IC title on a premium live event again. Even though it's yes. kind of funny that they, they put it onto this, but then no U.S. title match here because they're mm-hmm. going to do it because it's going to be tomorrow. And uh, they announced uh, a title match for tomorrow for the U.S. title. So it's like, are they? So now I'm like, are they playing us for a loop now? Now, now they're going to have the IC title on the premium live events now. And SmackDown's just going <laughs> to always do the U.S. title matches on there. And they're just going to flip it now instead of having these two being defended. I'm like, why can't we have both of these on the same live event other than WrestleMania? I can't get what I want ever. Because <laughs> Papa A wants us to know that it's him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the moment that Austin Theory yeah. is heavily shown, people go and think Vince is back. Papa A <laughs> is like, no, this is me booking it. <laughs> Austin, you will wrestle on Raw. Don't you get your ass on the plane and come on and come over here. All right. I want everyone to know that it is me that is booking this premium live event. <laughs> but so that is all of WWE with NXT Battleground and Night of Champions. And now going over to Devin's favorite promotion, <laughs> AEW. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Play it. You gotta play it. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Let me get that clip ready. That's some straight bullshit. <laughs> I love AEW. Where is that clip? I love AEW. Where is that clip? You're lying. Uh-uh. I'll be here, not me. Mm-mm. Don't do that. We go. have a Game lot of matches going on. We have nine matches so far announced. Who knows what is coming? Who knows what's coming? <laughs> Keep on that. I thought it was eight. Now it's nine. Hey, that's yeah. pretty good for uh, AEW. That's low. It is low. That's why I'm like, I don't know if they're going to do more matches if they're going to add in a match or two come rampage uh because normally they do the um pre-show match too if i'm not mistaken yeah, so yeah, they loaded yeah, up get like your three or four matches had slide that in. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah right now we at nine uh so this pay-per-view may last till three o'clock in the morning <laughs> at this point Hey, I'll give them I'll, I'll give them slack because Revolution was only four hours, and they had the Iron Man match in that. That's true. It was. It's true. It was. But we got battle royales here. We got we got Anarchy in the arena and everything. So, and then a whole unsanctioned match, 
with Sabu. Weirdest thing ever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so starting out, uh, we're going to start with the world heavy, um, the world championship, the four the four way match with the pillars of AEW. And that's MJF, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, and Jungle Boy, Jack Perry. Dan, what's your predictions for this match? I think MJF's going to win. He's going to find a way to roll it up and win. But, like, breaking them, these guys, I think Sammy Guevara's going to be the breakout of the match. I like where they're going with them. I like he cut the promo where he's like, I'm tired of being behind somebody. It's Sammy Guevara's time now. I'm behind no one now. Like, I'm doing my own thing. I like mm-hmm. that. He's, he seems like he's going more like a baby face. You got Jack Perry. I hope with what they're doing with him, maybe he's going a little hearish. Like, he had to pull the tights to beat Roosh. And then you see that little bit of doubt with him. If they can move him heel, that'd be a pretty good thing for his character. Darby's always a fan favorite. He's always going to be that hardcore style, doing these crazy uh, flips and whatnot moves. That's his uh, snick in this match. He's here, here having these great moments. And then you're, you're just going to shine MJF uh, at the end. He's going to come out of nowhere, sell well with the facial expressions, getting beat up, mm-hmm. and he'll find a way to roll somebody up for the win And because that's where it's going to go. I do think his title run has been kind of meh for me. Like I think he's great on the mic, uh, mic doing promos, but I think he has a lot of work to do with his wrestling and everything else, but I do love the fact that they took these pillars and they pushed this storyline for two months. Like we questioned if it was going to be possible, and they didn't find a way to do it. So I'm glad that they're sticking with the homegrown talent per se, and mm-hmm. they gave them the ball, and then they ran with it, and they're getting that uh, main event the match. So applaud to them, but MJF's getting the win. Yeah. I agree that MJF is going to retain here. I don't have MJF losing the title um, probably to All Out, really. I agree with that, yeah. Yeah, I think he'll lose it to All Out, whatever, whoever they, once they figure out what they're doing with CM Punk or whatever, um, <laughs> I'm I, I hope Tony is not like itching to throw the title back on CM Punk just yet. I think they, I think they have somebody else beat him. I, I have an idea who I think is going to be the guy to beat MJF. There it is. You hear first I, from Dirt Sheet Dan. Dirt Sheet Dan. <laughs> Dirty, Dirty. But yeah, I um, I have him retaining here. I am happy that they have decided to um use the four pillars to main event this match. I'm hoping that they are main event. Um, even though yes, it's easy to throw possibly Adam Cole, Chris Jericho on there um, because, you know, it's former WWE versus former WWE. Two people who are very popular and everything like that. Um, but I am I want the four pillars to be the main event and have them to really shine. I think this is going to be a great match. All four guys are very good in the ring. Um, and I'm hoping that this will allow the originals to get their time their time to shine. Um, 
It was just, uh, I, I appreciated the built going towards this. They made a few hiccups with Sammy being heel, and now they're trying to get him to be face, which is a little bit, <laughs> a little bit, uh, I want Sabu versus Hook for the FTW title. We are not ready. I, I do like that aspect because it kind of woke him up to the realization that he shouldn't be behind somebody. Because yeah. they're saying, you don't want to be behind somebody. He got that told to him. And then he saw that that he saw the, the fact that MJF lied to him and he kind of woke him up to like, you know, I gotta stop doing this. I gotta start being me, not doing things for other people. I gotta uh, be Sammy motherfucking Guevara. Yeah, but it still does but there's yeah. still the question out there, is he still associated with JAS? Like we don't have that question. I'm guessing we'll have that answer once we are finished with this feud. Yeah. We'll have Jericho ask him, like, hey, are you still with us? And then he says no. And then I guess we start that feud between Jericho and Sammy Guevara after that. Um, but it's like, you know, we still don't know if he's associated with JAS. Um, and then they had Jack Perry going against Roosh. And it's like, maybe Roosh should be in this title match afterwards. As Jack Perry got completely destroyed. Um, of course, Darby Allen, he's going to do something crazy. Just continue to take years off of his life with the crazy yes. stuff that he does in these matches. And then, like I said, MJF with the selling. Uh, very old school wrestler type of um, moveset that he does in the selling and everything like that. But yeah, I had MJF here. Uh, retaining as well um <laughs> and like the broadcast podcast said Devin is very excited to do these predictions get said Devin like little kid at church trying to pay attention till the let's give thanks part yes he is waiting for the pastor to be finished the sermon so he can go and 10 minute brunch, prayer you know is, is, hungry just waiting for the everything to be over he is sitting by the door just looking at the door just you know trying to inch away trying to think of if he can if he could leave without anybody noticing just looking <laughs> around and everything like that that is you can't hear me heads down I mean, he uh, is cool. doing right. nobody looking <laughs> <laughs> That is right. what he is doing. But what is your prediction for this highly anticipated match? I know you should not wait to watch. Oh, oh wow. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know what? I am. Um, I do like this match. I like the story being told because this is different. Because I was tired. I was tired of getting the same, the same old, same old from from uh, from MJF. Like my tribal mm -hmm. chiefs say, hey, it's like missionary over and over again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like same routine. We know this now. Like we, we know we know your game, but now they changed it up with the four pillar story, and they told it for a good lengthy time. Mm -hmm. Now I give them credit for telling the story. Now I t I give them a little bit of slack because the way they told it, it had missteps. So you know because. I like that the match is a main event match, but the way they treated the story was not was not main event. You know, the, I felt like the story for AEW is the anarchy match, the mm -hmm. the elite versus the BCC. That is the story. But if you're trying to tell people, hey, this is the main event match for the four pillars, then you need to tell it in a way to your audience. You know, 
not only there at you know in your arenas but especially on tv so you can show like hey you need to pay attention they're going on last they got their promos going on last with the four pillars instead of just in between in the middle you know and it feels it feels not it doesn't feel important it doesn't feel important nowhere near where the anarchy matches that like that that shit is like yo that, that's that shit is at a war they about to go to a, have a death war you know i don't feel like we're there with you know with this with this story the way they treat it so kudos for giving us something different but i gave them a little bit slack for the way they treat it because it is it, a main event story treated that way mm-hmm. well the reason why this match isn't as uh getting as much attention as the anarchy in the arena match is just like John, just like what Brian Danielson says, because we're dealing with a bunch of amateurs. <laughs> <laughs> and, and how you can have an uh, anarchy in the building. Hold on, let, let me, let me, let me acknowledge the wifey. the wifey, wifey in the building. What up, wifey? What is going on? <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Yeah. How you can have an anarchy in the arena where they just go nuts and go through the crowd and go hardcore. I didn't have a world title match afterwards. How do you clean up the whole arena after you do that? Because if it's anything like last Anarchy in Arena, I think that's probably why they would make that the main event. Not because it's mm. the main event, but how you're going to clean up afterwards to have a title match. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, yeah, I don't know how, how they're going to do it, but They'll probably find a way. Who knows? Uh, it could be that this match back. ends up backstage. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you. It could be that this match ends up backstage, and then while they're back backstage, we'll see the cleaning crew sitting there <laughs> cleaning up everything. Uh, there, I mean, there's a way that they can do it. We saw the chaos with the last one of them going through the crowd, things like that. We even saw it with... Um, Chris Jericho going against Roderick Strong, how that ended up outside the building. But yeah, they can they can start out in the ring and then you know eventually go into the back area or something like that, and then possibly do the pin or whatever on the stage or heck, and in the middle of the crowd or something like that while the crew is just cleaning up all the chaos or something. Um, but yeah, I'm as much as. Like the anarchy in the arena would be a very fun match to main event. I'm hoping that they stick to the four pillars to kind of show like these are our originals. They're the main event. This is the championship match. And then you give them that respect. Is you know the way that that sends a clear message of the confidence that they have in their originals versus going with the elite and you know team well former team WWE besides Willa Yuta, you know, main eventing at that point too. So, you know, we'll see. The broadcast agree that that is a good point, Dan. But yeah, it is interesting on how they're going to, uh, how they're going to set up the matches here. Uh, Cause we have, you know, we have a ladder match here. We have tag teams matches here. We got the unsanctioned match with Sabu. We know something's crazy going to happen. With that match as well. So just the placement of everything. Of where they're going to go. Um, next up we have for the tag team. World AEW World Tag Team Championship. With Mark Briscoe serving as the special guest referee. We have FTR going against Jeff Jarrett. 
and Jay Lethal with a whole slew of people on Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal's side, including Karen Jarrett, which I <laughs> didn't think would appear in AEW. I knew that was eventually coming. I didn't even think of it, but once she appeared, I'm like, yeah, this makes sense for her to appear, but I didn't I didn't think of it until it happened. Um, I'm going pure chaos. I'm going with Team TNA. Let's do it. Tony Khan, if you're listening, pull the trigger. Let's do it. Throw the titles on Team TNA. You have Jeff Jarrett on every single week anyway. Might as well just throw the titles on him and let's start the chaos. Get the chaos going. And we could set up, you know, Jeff Jarrett and Jay with Saddam Singh going against FTR and Mark Briscoe or something along those lines. Or, you know, whatever it is that's going to happen with Mark Briscoe. It seems like they were trying to tease that Mark Briscoe is going to be on um, on FTR side until the powerbomb that, you know, that he did because he couldn't see, even though he perfectly did it. Uh, and then, you know, him looking at Jay Lethal like, you my boy, but I'm tired of the bullshit that, you know, you can't say on uh you cannot say on that on TNT. But yeah, I actually, I have team TNA going, winning here just for pure chaos. Uh, Devin, what's your opinion on this match? As an advocate lover of my second favorite promotion when it comes to storytelling, TNA, Impact Wrestling, I'm in favor <laughs> of what you just voted of Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. So I'm inclined to go the same way, to go the same route, I am going with chaos too. <laughs> I just want to see it. Do it. LOL TNA. I love when people just become keyboard warriors and start bitching on Twitter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, just just give it, just let it all out. Just there you go. Uh, but this is gonna be a fun match. I love the story. Uh, mm -hmm. I love the like the whole dynamic. Even when Jay Lethal and even when the even when Briscoe Mark Briscoe got involved and and uh, and he got what was it he got uh, not suplex but he got uh, power drive power drive, power drive. Yeah. power drive and it, it made sense why he did it but you know the way the way they're telling their story man I was like oh shit that's kind of clever so. Some, mm -hmm. some smart storytelling. I like that. Something you don't really see from AEW. So <laughs> it caught my eye because it's just something you don't see. Yeah. Dan, what's your opinion on this match? I'm going to take that to the next level. Like, I think FTR retains, but there's a little bit more to this story than just that. It's the fact that he's close with FTR. He's close with Jay Lethal. He doesn't give, mm -hmm. give a fuck about anybody else. And he told Jay that, but you, you add the the power driver when he's blind, like a little wrinkle to make you think that Briscoe is gonna side against FTR, but then maybe he sides with them. He's like, okay, you know, I, I saw the tape. He's like, you're right, you did it on accident, but mm -hmm. I'm a tough guy. I'm I'm not gonna take shit from you, so that's why I did that. And I feel like they're adding Karen Jarrett to the mix because maybe. They lose the match, and you get Jay Lethal leave that group. He put him on his own again because when you saw Mark Briscoe gone at Tyree, fuck you, slap you, fuck you, let me push you. 
I don't mm-hmm. care if you're Saddam Singh. I'm I'm getting out of my way. The only guy that he didn't really hit was Jay Lethal. Because he was like, he looked at him, he's like, you're my boy. You're the only one I care about. He was like, but all this, I'm tired of this shit. But, but you're my boy. And you see, like, the confliction on Jay Lethal, like, damn. He was like, what do I do now? Like, all this is kind of just like a circus. But then this mm-hmm. is the guy that I've known for 20 years. I feel like we're going to get a, a him leaving the group after the loss. So maybe he just leaves the match or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's a good way to have FTR retain. There's no way mm-hmm. you have T and T- TNA win. That would just be too much. But that's how you bring in Karen Jarrett <laughs> because of that. I think it's a perfect way to kind of push Karen Jarrett in to that role. And then you take Jay Lethal out and do what he does best, and that's singles. And maybe you do something with him and Mark Briscoe. Maybe you kind of revisit that a little bit more, but in a different sense, not in this one, where it's kind of this chaotic situation. But I got FTR routine. Yeah, they got to figure out what to do with Mark Briscoe here. Um, cause he is just kind of just there, you know, just like the, the woman that they're fighting over at this point, like it's, he needs to get into a feud eventually. Yeah. Um, whether that's, you know, with team TNA or against team TNA, but he, he needs to get involved in something and shout out to the universal wrestling podcast who yeah. noticed that Devin did say smart storytelling AEW. Words that we never would think yeah. we would see together. Smart yes. piece. Not smart yeah. story. Just a smart piece of a story. So let me yeah. clarify. Let me mm. be more specific about what I was saying about what smart not not the complete story. Just the part of a story. The scene. Was Don't worry. We'll edit this yeah. out perfectly yeah. that you will still say <laughs> smart storytelling <laughs> in AEW. It's in 4K. We got it here first. You heard it here first on the WrestlePred podcast. And, and then they did patent uh, the name for Black Machismo for Jay Lethal. So mm-hmm. I think oh, that yeah. is a push for him to go back to that character from TNA. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Gitcho said... Um, if this will lead to a single run for yeah, Jay Lethal. Yeah. I hope so. Uh, Jay Lethal has like so much going, so much potential for him that, you know, I, I was kind of sad of him being stuck in this tag team with Jeff Jarrett because it feels like Jeff Jarrett gets more attention from this tag team than Jay Lethal. And Jay Lethal is very talented. So, yeah, I am. I wonder if this will lead to a singles run with Jay Lethal, but it has to be booked correctly because Jay Lethal was was it was doing singles run before Jeff Jarrett came along and he was just kind of there as well. So I'm hoping that this yeah I'm hoping eventually it will lead to something more but I think that they should put the titles on them first and then have that fallout. Um <clears throat> because if I feel like if Jay Lethal does do a singles run now he may get lost in the, the shuffle of everything. Let, I feel like put the titles on Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett now. Give Jay Lethal a little bit more time going. And then um, once they figure out everything, when Collision comes around and they got... Because um, there'll be a lot of concentration on not only just Collision, 
but leading up to the Wembley Stadium and stuff like that. I feel like once all that is done and they can settle the settle all the chaos that Tony Khan's about to go through, then yeah, give Jay Lethal his singles run and let him shine. Because that's not I even feel... and that's not even talking about Forbidden Door either, which exactly. is exactly <laughs> it's a lot that's about to happen. Yeah, and it, yeah, I, I don't want Jay Lethal to get his singles runs. I feel like he's gonna get lost because it's gonna be too much of trying to do the dream match, perfect booking for like like Forbidden Door. Uh, um, collision, how figuring out the um, the the brand split with that, and then the Wembley Wembley setup, and then even all out, how that's going to work out as well. Um, <laughs> Universal runs the podcast. Said, clip it, make it a short. <laughs> it is decided. It is decided. Okay, <laughs> going to show hell freezing over when <laughs> the exact moment that Devin did say smart storytelling in AEW. It's a piece, <laughs> piece of a story. Not a complete story, just a piece. Clarifying. So next up for the AEW TNT Championship, we have the ladder match of Wardlow with Arn Anderson going against Christian Cage with Luchasaurus. That's right. You got to Pow, pow. Every pow. time you say Arn Anderson's glock, name. <laughs> and going against Mr. Turtleneck himself. Watch <laughs> your neck. Because he got it covered. All right. Christian Cage. Um, I think this is going to be a very interesting match. I'm very interested to see if Christian Cage is going to wear the turtleneck without the sleeves again. If that is going to be legit ring gear for him. Uh, as he has, you know, Mr. Jurassic Park himself, Luchasaurus, by his side. Um, I I don't know. I'm slightly tired of Wardlow. I've been tired of Wardlow. War Daddy. <laughs> I also want chaos. I would love to hear Christian Cage just tearing everyone's ass up on promos with the TNT Championship. Because... Uh, I, I want the chaos. I feel like after his feud with Jack Perry, especially the fact that, you know, he is getting all the heat the from the crowd, um, I feel as though just throw a title on it. Just throw a title on him. Let him get that heat even more so he can cut all these amazing promos. But I have a feeling they're going to keep the title on Wardlow right now anyway. Um, and this can go to another match later on down the road for them um because they love them some wardlow right now um and he got the title not too long ago even though they love to play hot potato with the tnt championship i deeply want christian cage to win here because i want the chaos i cannot wait to hear promos of him as tnt champion just shitting on everyone and then arn anderson you know eventually turn on wardlow and say yeah you know bang bang you're gone type of situation because <laughs> <laughs> he definitely dissed his son you know he's like uh what son you're my son warlow you're the son i wish i had you know <laughs> wish my son had the talent that you had just pretty much just 
destroying his own kid uh, by putting over Warlow here. But I think Warlow is going to win here, even though I would love for it to be Christian Cage. Uh, Dan, what's your opinion on this match? Hashtag and new. Yes. <laughs> Christian. <laughs> yes. Well, this is why they made it a ladder match. Mm. To make it more believable that he can win without having to pin Warlow. And it kind of protects Warlow because he's not getting pinned. You do this style match. And I like the swerve that they did. I didn't like it at first. I'm like, oh, I was going to get Luchasaurus versus uh, Warlow. Yeah. And that was the match. And then they swerved us. It's because he has his bodyguard now. Christian has his Tyson Tomko back, but in uh, Luchasaurus. He's going to get the win because of his uh, Luchasaurus uh, backing him up. He's going to climb up, take that belt, hashtag and new. You can have Warlow move on away from the title, have Christian run around, around with it. I think eventually it's going to be Luchasaurus turning on Christian, and they're going to get a feud between them two, uh, possibly for the belt uh, down the line and like all out or something. But I got mm -hmm. Christian winning this. Listen, I am not, I will not be upset if Christian wins here. But I just feel like they love to book that face Warlow. No matter what. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I want Christian Cage to win here. Devin, what's your opinion on this match? I'm not making myself clear. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, this is one of the matches I don't give a fuck. This is just to chalk it up. Just, yeah, this is a match I do not give a fuck about. I don't care what Chris is doing. It's cool. Terminate Christian. Yeah, you're doing your thing. I don't care about this because they didn't flip flop this title so many times. They didn't flop, flip flop, Warlow so many times. I just don't care. I never cared for Christian, really. You know what I'm saying? I don't get it. I don't see the thing. Okay. But I just, I just don't care. All right. But who's going to win? Okay. Christian, because they like flipping the fucking title. So I'm going to give it to Christian. It is okay. decided. So we know what point you'll be turning into NXT at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I, I might just have both on, you know, just or just I'm gonna minimize this window since I'm splitting. So I minimize the match between Warlow and Christian. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, we know exactly what point of the night you'll definitely be watching NXT, and it's more likely during this match. Um Next up, though, for the AEW International Championship, a 21-man battle royale. This is the let's get everyone onto the pay-per-view as much as we can. The new version, in my opinion, of Andre the Giant Battle Memorial because about 16 of these people have no chance of winning this match because it's all about mainly five people that's named here. And we have here Orange Cassidy, Ricky Starts, The Butcher, and The Blade, Bandito, Commander, Lee Moriarty, Big Bill, Ari Davari, Tony Nese, Chuck Devari. Taylor, huh? Trent Peretta, Kip Saban, Ray Phoenix, Penta El Zero Miedo, Swerve Strickland, Brian Cage, uh, <laughs> Jay White, Juice Robinson, Keith Lee, and Dustin Rhodes. They could have easily made this a fatal uh, a five-way match. Uh, 
Like, I don't think there's a chance of Lee Moriarty, Big Bill, Ari, and Tony Nese winning here. Uh, Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta are only in there just to do the hug it out. Um, of course, I love the Lucha Bros, so, you know. But we have Jay White in this. Will he be a Final Four? He better. This I'm is, hoping. Yeah. If he's, oh. We'll start off with you. <laughs> uh, uh, What's your opinion on this match? You know what? I like the match for, for Orange Cassidy. Because he's been a very strong champion. Uh he's been a legit champion. Mm-hmm. I told I told TK is like, you know, since they got this AEW collision, if you want to do a legit brand of brand split, he would be your perfect collision brand champion. You know, he could be the man. It is the international champ. So technically it is a you know, it's a championship. It's I think it's on the same level as the AEW championship, just the way just the way Orange Cassidy he puts his prestige on it. So I, I got I got I got Cassidy walking out, retaining, because he's still doing his thing. They don't treat this like the TNT title, so it's not a flippity floppity thing. I don't feel like I don't feel like anybody is a threat in that in in that in that batch right there. Nobody, even Jay White. That's crazy. I gotta say that, but yeah, in 2023. This is uh, this is actually Blackjack Battle Royal. So I think five people... I don't know if they're going to do it like the Casino Battle Royal that they have the suits come out. like, uh, Or yeah. this is just going to be regular. They're going to have the suits again come out. Well, no, let me see. One, two. Then it, they would call it the Casino, right? Battle Royal. This is, it's called Blackjack Battle Royal. They, they call it Blackjack just because it's 21 people. Yeah, uh, so right. it, it, but there's no Joker, yeah. so... Yeah. So yeah, everybody. I guess everybody comes up. Will be there at the same time. Versus five versus five. No point in doing five versus five. I mean, five people coming out each time because there's no Joker. There's uh, 21 people named here. So uh, it looks like it's just it's just blackjack, like you said, because it's 21 people. So uh, but yeah, it's crazy that we have some of these people in here. <laughs> For this title, uh, like Jay White is in this, um, in a battle royale, but I figure it's mainly because of this the uh feud with him, Juice Robinson, and Ricky Starks. Uh, they're just throwing in a lot of feuds in here because, um, we also have um, Keith Lee and Dustin Rhodes in here, and they're the well, Keith Lee, of course, is beefing with Swerve Strickland. Uh, so it's a, a bit of back and forth here. I'm also going to go with Orange Cassidy winning here, even though I feel like to have Jay White in this and to not have him win this, like it's a great opportunity for him to win. But they already had built him as the side piece of the feud between Juice Robinson and Ricky Starks. So I'm hoping this, you know, this will switch from juice versus ricky starks to jay white going against ricky starks and have jay white more as a leader versus as you know an equal to juice robinson like this is this was the most recent leader of the bullet club over in japan and we kind of have him just like playing as you know cheerleader for this feud with juice robinson orange cassidy it would be very bold for them to have Jay White win here because they really didn't book him to really um, 
I mean, they'll, they'll, it's stuff that AEW would do. They will just throw the throw a title at someone like in a situation like this. But it's just kind of going. It's just wasn't naturally built for him to do it, which is something that AEW sometimes miss out on to build someone up to getting the title because they tend to have a lot of the uh, dream matches that they have here. Um, I really wouldn't mind if Jay White was to just win here, just so we can start working on building Jay White as doing a singles run um, as well. But Orange Cassidy has been on fire. I mean, he opens up Dynamite pretty much every week in a in a um, in a match, and he's been putting out the work and everything like that. I'm a big Orange Cassidy fan ever since you know since he was Fire Ant with the ant society and stuff like that the day that i found out he was fire ant i was like i am i'm a fan of his for life um but yeah i think this is going to be pretty much between um a match pretty much concentrating on orange cassidy ricky starks jay white um not really keith lee i think the lucha bros and commander are going to do some crazy ass shit here um i can't wait for that because I love my flippy stuff and I love the Lucha Bros. And I like Commander too. We know Commander's gonna try to run the ropes, and that's probably how he'll get eliminated. Uh <laughs> from there. Somebody will somebody will push him off that rope when he goes to run it. But I am all I'm here all for it. Uh Dan, what's your opinion on this match? <laughs> I found something on social media and uh Devin would get a kick out of it. It was comparing <laughs> Orange Cassidy to uh, the tribal chief. <laughs> yeah. no. no, 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 no. Well, they both have the same finisher, by the way. But yeah, no. but <laughs> it, it said it said Roman Reigns, nine hundred plus days, twenty eight title defenses. Oh, I saw Orange that. Cassidy, yep. twenty three title defenses and two hundred plus days. Mm-hmm. This guy has been a workhorse. This this is a mid card title. They hit this out of the park with him. As the champion, you pointed it out, he's opening every single week on Dynamite defend that title. They're selling the fact that he gets hurt and then he comes back and Renee is interviewing him and he's all out of breath. Like, oh, I just got done a match. <laughs> selling the injury. He still has the bandage on his arm selling that mm-hmm. for the past month. He, he's money. But then I'm looking at what Devin said. They got, they got collision. You can move him to collision. You can have him take the belt off and kind of do something different with him. Introduce a new title for collision if you wanted to, or just take the title off of him. I think this is the perfect chance to take the belt off of him without him getting pinned because it's a battle royal. Mm-hmm. Throw him over the top rope, have somebody do it and to take the belt off of him, and you can start a feud with that somehow. Uh, I think I think it's going to come down to Ricky and Jay White. I think one of them is going to win the belt, and that's how you build that Ooh. title up a little bit is that storyline between the two. And I'm torn between both because I like both. Uh, of course, I'm a big Jay White fan. He's from, of course, New Zealand, so it's international. You can push that with him, and it makes him important getting a title there. Because he hasn't done much, and then you can push that with the match between him and Ricky down the line for the title, and that's how you put the belt on Ricky Starks. Is you can have him beat him 
or you can have Jay White get on a win streak. You got this whole thing with the Bullet Club with Forbidden Door that maybe they kind of do, and him going into that with the title would make that even more important. And then Orange Cassidy, we've already seen Orange Cassidy put on a banger with Will Ospreay at Forbidden Door last year, and it wasn't even supposed to be a match. It was a match that they put together kind of last minute because of the guy that was supposed to be in it got hurt. And that wound up being one of the best matches of the of the night. So you know he's going to be on it against somebody uh, all together. I'm going to go with, you know what? I'm going to go Ricky. I think Ricky Starks wins this. Mm, I'm going to flip really? the, script, the script on what I what I think. I think somebody eliminates Orange. I think it's down to Jay White and Ricky, and Ricky throws out Jay White. But I think the the whole end game will be to have Jay White win the belt from Ricky Starks. But Ricky will have the title and and help out Ricky right now in the short term. Yeah, I don't mind that idea at all. I'm a big fan of Ricky as well. Trust (laughs) trust the AEW story process? (laughs) You trust it like that? I trust how they use Orange Cassidy. Okay. Okay. I'm just wondering. (laughs) Yeah. Where you build that, I was like, oh, it's a lot of trust. trust. (laughs) It is, but like, I know what they do at Orange Cassidy. I know they've been booking him a certain way. They've just been killing it with him. And you don't want to kind of die him down a little bit uh, where he loses uh, the title because he gets pinned. Uh, this is where you can have him do it without even having him getting pinned. And he kind of still has that momentum, but then he doesn't have the title anymore. I, I like that. I have, I have faith. The way they were booking the international title has been pretty good. They have been, they were booking it. They booked that title stronger than TNT title right about now. Um, I am curious if they still. Just get rid of the TNT. Just get rid of it. Yeah. Might as well. I mean, might as well turn it to the 24 7 title at this point. Just give it an update. Just just let it be. uh, (laughs) I am curious if with the international title, if it's still going to be defend if they're trying to have it defended at other promotions as well like they were doing with the uh, all atlantic title but we'll see uh get your said the tnt title is a snub it keeps switching winners like the girls from 3l dub get show with the bars out here <laughs> but yeah i'm hoping that they do more with ricky starks i'm a fan too of ricky starks as well um Ever since, like, the feud with him and MJF, uh, it just felt like they kind of went downhill a bit with the momentum for him. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind him winning the title here or even Jay White winning the title here and kind of start building building those two up as far as with the uh, a singles run, especially with the title. Um, Orange Cassidy is one of those people that don't really need the belt in order to be put over. So him having to have the belt isn't really necessary. Um, But yeah, I I am very interested to see if they are going to uh, pull the title off of him and hopefully put it on either Ricky Starks or uh, Jay White to kind of start rebuilding those two as well. So next up for the AEW Women's World Championship... We have Jamie Hayter going against Tony Storm. 
Now it's um I forgot which dirt sheet said it. Uh, but they're saying that Jamie Hayter is actually actually injured. So don't know how, what's going to come from this match. Um if uh Jamie Hayter is going to retain here or if they um are going to pull the title off of her, especially depending on how bad her injury is. Um, I'm actually going to go with Tony Storm on this one. I feel like they're going to try to uh, backtrack the whole mess that was her first title reign, where she was interim <laughs> title, interim champion. I think her winning the title will play very well with the way that things are going with the outcast of her, you know, saying she finally gets her actual title reign since previously she was interim. Um, especially if Jamie is injured. Um, don't know where exactly um, they can go from here. They are, you know, still kind of feuding with Britt Baker here as well. Um, and if Jamie Hayter is actually injured and has to take a little bit of time away, um, you know, Britt Baker, I guess, teaming up with um, Willow Nightingale or something along those lines. But I actually have Tony Storm winning here. I think this will be a very good women's match anyway, um, if Jamie Hayter is 100%. Um, but, you know, the rumor that she is injured and just legit injured, um, hoping that it won't be affected um, with the match. But I'm actually going to go with Tony Storm here. Uh, Dan, what's your opinion on this match? I could go either way with this one. Um, kind of alluding to what you were saying, what could they do next with uh, Jamie Heater if she's hurt? They do have this all-in pay-per-view where she's from in London, England, mm-hmm. where you can kind of really big promote. Like I said, a lot of people are like, how are you going to have all-in and then a week later have all-out? It's a way to push certain stars on all in and then certain on all out. Yep. You can push the women's title on all in, get that a big focus in a big venue at Wembley Stadium for that women's title. And, and you just put uh, Jamie Hayter over big time in her home country. So maybe you could drop the title here and put it on Tony Storm and then revisit it then. But then it's like, okay, then that would be number three. Mm-hmm. So how do you get there? That would be the whole thing. And then I know there's been rumors that they're trying to Saray is trying to get them to do uh get the women's uh what's what's the name of the match? Uh blood and guts. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get a blood and guts going. So when are they gonna do that if they decide to do that and keep this fresh and get it to all in? Because I do feel like at all in, Jamie Heater has to be in that match. I think it's paramount. So me, you know what? I'll go with Tony Storm. I think she gets it done, and with help. And then that's how you can mm-hmm. push blood and guts. And then Jamie Hader can get that rematch. But it's like if they do that, are people gonna get mad that they're running it back again? Again, or is it something where people are gonna be okay with it? That's where I'm like back and forth with it. But I'll go with Tony Storm. Yeah. Yeah, they can definitely go back and forth here. And, you know, especially with since Jamie Hayter is now the face, can rebuild her, especially if she's injured, you know, have her taken out and then bring her back to start the build towards um, All In as well. 
Uh, Devin, what's your opinion on this match? See, I didn't even know there was rumors circling about an injury for Jamie Hayter. So, but you already know how I treat rumors. So I'm just going <laughs> to exactly. treat it as like, I don't hear it all. I'm going to go with what I see was presented on camera. And I see less and less of, of Jamie Hayter and, and more and more Antonio cameras. So I'll go with those of the optics. And because of that, I'm just going to go with, all right, we're going to title swap. We're going to change titles. We're going to mm-hmm. go with Tony. All right, yeah, they they wanted to, they want to go back, and I think they want to redo that whole interim mess they had going when uh, Thunder Rosa had to uh, take some time. So, yeah, uh, I got Tony. It is decided. And then she she's even uh, just appeared on New Japan. Tony Storm came in and helped her husband, Juice Robinson, win a match. So she's appearing on other promotions now. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, it would make sense for her to win the title and then, you know, do the international tour with it or something like that. But I think it'll help out, like I said, the storyline with the outcast if uh, Tony Storm was to have the title. Just thinking about it, that could be a way for them to have at Forbidden Door, they could do champ versus champ. They could do Willow because she's the mm-hmm. New Japan Strong Champion versus Tony Storm because mm-hmm. Willow has been kind of part of that storyline a little bit that she hasn't lately, but that's a way to add her back into it. Yeah, they did show her, you know, winning the New Japan Strong title. Mm-hmm. So, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love that, that, that too. That too. Yeah, and they talked about it. Cause not everybody watch, not everybody who watches AEW watch all the other promotions and know yeah. what's going on. So I appreciate that they threw that out there for those who didn't know, didn't watch it as well. Um, so next up, we have the Anarchy and the Arena match. We got the Blackpool Combat Club with Brian Danielson, John Moxley, Claudio Castanoli, and Wheeler Yuta going against the Elite, the Reformed. Elite Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, and Hangman Adam Page sporting that good old eye patch. What are you buying? What you buying? Okay, um, Devin, what's your opinion on this match? This 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 match is gonna be nasty. You know, we post COVID now, so you're about to get like bring your plastic, <laughs> whatever you got to bring, because you heard what John Moxie said. It's gonna be a disgusting. It's gonna be blood, like buckets of blood everywhere. It's gonna be everywhere. So if you squeamish, this ain't your type of match. Like you better come in there prepared, mask up, <laughs> hand sanitizer. Like you come Poncho. in there ready, Mister Clean. Whatever you gotta, whatever you gotta do. All right, just come in there ready because it's going to be nasty in there uh, i love how the b the bcc is getting built uh that's all i wanted from when they started doing factions in AEW. like we was getting a whole bunch of factions but it felt like no faction wanted to take over they're trying to make a or they had a mission statement uh, yeah. maybe inner circle but i felt like that kind of just floundered off but what the bcc is doing holy shit you got brian danison like hey man we fucking around with some amateurs we pros. <laughs> Amateurs. <laughs> Let's make a statement. All right. So I, I like where I like where their head is at. I like how they're trying to assert their dominance. I like the 
and like the antagonist on the other part where you got the elite all right so they're they say they're hey we're the heart and soul of aew okay okay i guess for other people for me i don't see it but cool <laughs> whatever works for you heart and soul but from from story perspective i like it and i get it uh i like how the young bucks are at first i felt like they were just getting dominated but now they're starting to show like their craftiness their shiftiness like they you of uh, uh like they used to do before like young bucks of old and i like that mm-hmm. uh now you got Heyman page is back involved so i feel like now it's feel like it's complete now that they're that full power they have a they have a, a chance to beat the bcc but i'm not giving the win to the elite i'm giving <laughs> the win to the bcc because these dudes about the they're about business all right yeah. they're about that work they're about that life they they're literally not about this not about this <laughs> this is what the bcc is about that's how they met that's how all these guys met they met like this you guys met like this all right <laughs> <laughs> hey guy ah, i love you it's like i love you i love you Shit. okay yeah these guys ain't fucking around so yeah i got the bcc going over in the anarchy match it's gonna be fun <laughs> All right, Dan. What's your opinion on this match? Uh, this one has been just a great build. I love the fact that they switched uh, BCC from faces to heels, and you're bringing back the 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 reunion of the elite, all four mm-hmm. members. I thought it was great when Hangman had his promo backstage this Wednesday. He was like, "I'm friends with uh, Young Bucks. Young Bucks are friends with Kenny." Me and Kenny, I wouldn't say we're friends, but we're all family. You don't, you're not always going to get along with your family, mm-hmm. but you're still family. So you still got each other's back. And I thought that was perfect for this, uh, how they're doing this. And all like the side things that they did on being the elite where the Dark Order were part of it, like exposing <laughs> yeah. uh, Matt Jackson and then Kenny just playing up. It was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was doing this. Like, I was testing you. I was testing you. Like, I've always got your back, uh, Hangman. It kind of added, like, that funny uh, part of the storyline. But I just love everything with this. And we got to add in the part. This this kind of stresses into two two different promotions. Because you kind of have to add New Japan into this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because you got there's a there's a lot to it. Like, first we're talking about Takeshka with Don Kaos. Don Kaos. And has been pushing Takeshka. I think Takeshka is going to wind up going he- heel and join the BCC because they, they've said it even when we're Yuta, you bleed with us, you join us. Yeah, yep. And and they're kind of making us feel like Don Kaos is on their side, but he's playing a different story. He's playing a different thing. He's he's pulling the strings, man. And what what guy is wants his revenge with Kenny Omega? We're Osprey. And we're Ospreys in that U.S. title tournament next week at Dominion. If he wins, he gets that rematch against Kenny Omega for the uh, IWGP U.S. title. And he's been wanting that. He's been begging for that. And he's one step away from getting that. And I feel like that's what Don Callis is pushing all along. He he, mm-hmm. he wants to see Kenny Omega break. He wants to tear everything down that Kenny Omega has built. 
and that this is his way of trying to get Kenny uh, or Osprey in to take the title away from Kenny Omega. So he's doing all these things to try and mess with him. He's getting Takeshka. I think he's the re reason the BCC win the match is Takeshka comes in and he turns uh, heel. But I do think that if they signed him or if they get him in to, to work with them, that Kota Ibushi is going to come in eventually. It might not happen Sunday, but eventually he'll come in to kind of even the odds and we get the reunion of the Golden Elite with the five guys uh, from uh, New Japan. They bring Kota Ibushi in to kind of even the odds. But this is just the perfect way to kind of break down Kenny Omega and to build up BCC with another member. Yeah, definitely. I think this is going to be a, the craziest match of the night. Um, guaranteed, John Moxley is going to bleed buckets. Okay, get, he's going to miss. Ready. Get the screwdriver ready. The Red Cross is probably going to be jealous as hell. As as much blood, this man's going to be leaking he could probably donate enough blood to freaking fill up an elephant at this point but um i think this is going to be a very fun match um both teams have shown that they can do some crazy ass shit and i think they're going to try to top the last anarchy yes. in the arena match as fun as that match was i think they're going to definitely try to top that um i love heel brian danielson uh <laughs> with the amateur and i hope he cuts a full promo during the match i would love if that happens that he just starts cutting a full promo or starts calling them amateurs during the match and just <laughs> just start going off but yeah this has been a pretty fun storyline between these two um with don Callis turning and you know what is um what is going on as far as where Konosuke is going to end up, if he will turn heel and end up with BCC, or if they're going to have him align with the elite at first and then have him turn a little bit later. And then eventually the, like I called them the um, golden acquaintances, because you know, they're not there just yet, but just the golden acquaintances. Um, and if that's going to, lead to the reunion of the golden lovers as well the golden elite uh, as well and have the five versus five then we'll have the blood and guts probably at that point at um all out all in at that point too which will be a lot of fun um but i have the blackpool combat club winning here i think you know i feel like the even though the elite has been reunited they're going to beat down the elite even more to where as though they'll eventually need that help and you know help call on Kanosuke. I think Don Kyles is going to somehow interfere here to still make it feel like that he, him and Blackpool Comic Club have a an alliance when they actually don't. He's just there out of convenience and taking advantage of the situation. Um and I think it'll just eventually lead to I hope they just keep with the story that you know with between the Blackpool Combat Club and the Elite, that Kanosuke will, you know, um, come in and try to help out the Elite, eventually turn on them to join the Blackpool Combat Club. And then, of course, we get the, we'll get the reunion of the Golden Lovers, probably at Forbidden Door or something like that. Um, and then that lead to the 
blood and guts or the cra whatever crazy match that they decide yeah. <laughs> to come up with for Wembley at that point. Um, but yeah, I have, I have, um, I have Blackpool Combat Club winning here. I think it's going to be a very fun match with these guys here. I'm just hoping that Brian Danielson does like do some kind of funny ass promo. I just want to hear him start calling them all amateurs and say, you see why this is happening to them because they're amateurs. <laughs> they are amateurs. We are pro professional. We are pro wrestling. This is fickle. Okay. We are professionals and they are amateurs. That's why they're losing. I thought Kenny was a <laughs> professional, but he's actually amateur. Look at this. No one loves them. I just want him to just go yes. off on them. Um, but yeah, I think this is going to be a very fun match. Um, next up for the AEW TBS championship we have jay cargill going against talia valkyrie um i love jay cargill i love jay cargill um i am torn between this because i feel as though this is the perfect time to take the title off of her um that you know we, we could use talia to kind of be you know be the person that would naturally take the title off of jay cargill but at the same time this is an actual match for Jay Cargill, you know, so far out of the 59 wins, 60 wins that she has gotten, <laughs> they were pretty much, I would say like maybe 20 of them, maybe 10, 15 of them was against people that could have legit won the title off of her. The rest of them was pretty much squash matches of people who we've never heard before um, within AEW, I should say. But, you know, we heard of them outside of AEW in the Indies come in to face her for the title. And this is her first legit title defense since, I believe, Athena at this point. I think the last legit one she had was against Athena. Um, and she retained there. So I'm torn between these two because um, I feel like like I said, this is the perfect time for them to take the title off of Jay Cargill because if Talia don't win here, then what do we do? Do we then, because uh, the next event will be to, um, Forbidden Door, Jay Cargill will retain there at that point, and then do we save her loss for Wembley at that point? And then it's like, well, who would you put up against her to lose at Wembley? My opinion would have been Chris Statlander. I don't think she is. I think she is not even close to being um, fully healed at that point. Possibly. We'll never know. But I feel like it's the perfect time for, you know, Talia to win here. Give Jay Cargill a bit of a rest. Put her on, put her over on collision at that point. Um, that way she'll get a little bit more exposure. And I feel bad for her because, you know, she's, very popular she's very good, great at um as an ambassador for AEW because she gets a lot of attention but she's on rampage uh that you know gets moved around depending on what TBS would like to air that night so they'll show up <laughs> she'll be on 5 30 on a Friday Saturday three o'clock in the morning or some craziness like that because TBS <laughs> decide they want to play hockey random, that night random so 
I'm hoping that she loses the title here just so she can go on collision or even go over to dynamite so that she can get a little bit more exposure, um, get better time, a better time slot on TV. Um, so I'm going to go here with Talia. Sorry, Jay Cargo. I still love you, but I'm going to go with Talia just so she can get the expo better exposure. That's how I'm going to go with it. Uh, Dan, what's your predictions for this match? I'm going with Taya. I think she mm. gets it done. I've I've been tired of uh, Jade for over a year now because they don't do anything with her. Sure, it's it's the MJF effect where she wrestles once every three months, and then she comes out and she's gotten better. Mm. Yeah, but I'm just not a fan of the character. And come in, they've tried to refresh it a little bit. It just hasn't resonated with me at all, and maybe. Going to collision might help. Like you change your scenery, some new uh, opponents, push her up to the next level now. Mm -hmm. Finally, do that. So you could do that all in one uh, shot. Have Ty win, put a belt on her, and then move Jade up. That's what you do old school. When it's that time, it's time. You, you put the next champ over, and then you shoot on up. So I'm going with Ty. Yeah, hoping that's what it is. Devin, what's your opinion on this match? I'm going to go with Jade right now. Mm. I think the AEW, uh, not the TBS, but the Women's Championship is a little bit crowded right now. So if if Jade was to lose and then immediately get into the main event scene for, or, or not the main event scene, or just the, the top card for the women, then I think she just, there's a, a possibility, there's a, likely chance she could get lost in the shuffle because i feel i i think they're i think you know i think it's just crowded right now for the women up top for the AEW uh women's championship but the tbs you know what she's been doing putting her prestige on it you know love it now i think AEW is missing the point of you know, especially the milestones, they're not making it bigger as it should be, mm. you know, and if she's going to drop this belt, it should be a big moment, an impactful moment. I don't feel that, you know, that it's that maybe double or nothing. It's, it's that moment. Uh, even where, even like, even the way the, the story is constructed, the way it's heading, I don't think that it's it's at that precipice that all right, yeah, J Jade is ready to drop and then head into the into the, the AEW women's title scene now. Uh I don't see that right now. So for that reason, I got Jade retaining and over Tyler. It is decided. It is decided. Um, yeah, maybe they'll introduce an additional title for collision. If the if this is truly a brand split or something like that, uh, who knows? But yeah, I'm hoping that this leads to Jay Cargill going to bigger and better things. If she does defeat Talia, I believe she will be 60 and 0. So, yeah. um, you know, big reason that they may, you know, pull the trigger and let her retain so that they can do the 60 and 0, and then she does celebration and whoever they decide at that point. To go against her, they could work towards that too, especially maybe, if it's maybe have her win and then have Chris Statlander come out of return 
And yeah. then that wind up being the person that does take it off of her. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm hoping for. I think Stadlin is the right woman to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because before she got hurt, she was she was our on that road to do it. Yeah. So yeah. Definitely. That's why I'm hoping for that would uh defeat Jay Cargill here to win the title. Um, so next up we have the six man tag team match of Ethan Page and the Guns going against the Hardys and Hook. If the Hardys win, Matt Hardy will own Ethan Page's contract. So a reversal <laughs> of what we've been doing this whole time. I thought that wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems yeah. like we have the broken Matt Hardy back, which uh, I'm like, I don't know if I missed something. <laughs> I was watching the final deletion. I'm like, I didn't realize we got broken Matt Hardy back. I don't know if he just made the appearance just for that match. or it, if just, this it, it, just, it just made me think of something. Brother Nero, I knew you come. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so very interesting to see on what happens with this match here. Um, I have the Hardys and Hook winning here. I just think that they're definitely going to pull the trigger and have Matt Hardy own Ethan Page contract so they can do all the fun stuff with that. I'm just waiting for Stokely Hathaway. Stokely Hathaway is a treasure. Uh, can't wait to see um, what happens with him. Uh, did, did, did you see the new uh, Twitter post that he made in Tony Khan's office? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we took down the pictures and put up little Kim, <laughs> little Kim photo and everything like that. Yes, he has beef with Tony Khan. Tony Khan will pay for his crimes, like he keeps saying. <laughs> so uh, probably now the Jacksonville Jaguars will eventually go to the Super Bowl now that Stokely Hathaway is in charge of them. <laughs> he then took over Tony Khan's spot over there in Jacksonville. Um, but yeah, I have the Hardys and Hook winning here. Uh, hope the guns come out to 50 Cent again. I love that entrance. <laughs> I love that entrance when it came out <laughs> with the camera work and everything. But I think this is, you know, mainly to continue the story between Matt Hardy and Ethan Page that um, he will own his contract from there and they'll have whatever fun they have from there. Um, Devin, what's your opinion on this match? Yeah, I'm gonna go with Matt Hardy or the, the Hardys and yeah, Hook. I don't care about Hook. Never liked Hook. Never got the like. What's so? Yeah, Hook. A hooker. Oh, not a hooker. <laughs> nah, nah. I'm gonna try to keep happy. Like, <laughs> apparently, that FTW title doesn't need to be involved in anything anymore. It just disappeared. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's a fairy tale world championship anyway. So yeah, it's just yeah. make it disappear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I think it's going to be a fun match. They do have some great chemistry. Uh, the story has been very fun, especially when Stokely get, gets involved too. Uh, Ethan Page is always on 10. Just, uh, just I call him like uh, just angry all the time. Every time he talks, he's angry. I'm always on the bottom 10, dude. Just relax. Goddamn. It's going to be all right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I got the hardies going over. In this six man tag, yeah, not that hard to decide. <laughs> Dan, what's your opinion on this match? No, I agree. I got the, the Hardys and Hook. This is the, the Hardy Boys' redemption. 
before they retire. Shout out to Jeff Hardy if he's actually sober and then yes. living a sobriety type life. Shout out to that because they did say that that's one of the prerequisites to him returning was he had to be sober. So shout out to him. And it looks it looks like he is, so that's good. But I think in the storyline, they're going to get uh, Ethan Page. Uh, he's going to control that contract, and it's going to be wonderful. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. So last but not least, we have the unsanctioned match of Adam Cole going against Chris Jericho. With the random appearance of Sabu out of nowhere uh, as the special, it says special guest enforcer, but they keep saying yeah. he's in he's in Adam Cole's uh, corner. So it's just like. It's probably the way to make sure that people don't get involved to help out uh, yeah. Jericho. Just get that enforcer. And, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I. It's just very random to have Sabu come out. Um, I was like, I, I was like, okay, I, I didn't know where, of all people, for Adam Cole to ask for help on. That's who you uh, picked. You picked Sabu. So, you know, I figured we're gonna have an appearance from someone, because, uh, because uh, like Jericho said, um, duh, do your math. It's still five people, and now there's three, three of you. So I think we may have a return, maybe a slight reunion coming. Who knows? Uh, they there there has been talks on social media of how they always have a return at Double or Nothing. So maybe said return will happen here. As Gitcho said, Jade is kind of a made person. If she loses, she'd be good. She will be. She definitely. I'm will. I'm hoping it's Kyra O'Reilly. I, I hope it's Me too. Him. I hope it's him too. Uh, I'm sure Bobby the Fish is still calling up Tony Khan <laughs> saying, baby, please let me back. Okay, <laughs> sitting there just playing the guitar outside oh of Tony God. Khan's office, just begging to come back since now um, AEW has three-fourths of the members of the Undisputed Era. So we shall see. But yeah, I'm hoping it's Kyle O'Reilly who's going to return to um, don't know what the hell we're going to see with Sabu as Special Enforcer. I know he's going to do something because AEW loves the legends. They love having the legends shine. So I'm sure Sabu's going to do some crazy. I hope he don't do the I highly doubt he's going to do the regular Sabu crazy shit uh, that he does, but I'm sure <laughs> we'll know. see. Oh, no. I know. We'll never know. Crazy. He still be doing crazy. He's be posting crazy yeah. shit too. Yeah, no, <laughs> hoping that he does not do the, the chair step onto the rope shit that he loves to try to keep doing and just keep trying and, you know, plenty of times failing, but still keep trying that, you know, he just just points to the sky, my man. Just keep pointing <laughs> to the sky, you know, don't 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 let Sting fool you, okay? I think that's what's happening. Mm -hmm. They seen Sting out here living life and just putting out these five star matches and whatnot. <laughs> and they think and people think I could do that too. I can do that too. Yeah, I, I think I could put on a five star match, but I am not Sting, so <laughs> I, Sting. I am afraid of walking down a flight of steps at this point <laughs> of life. So <laughs> it's not happening for me. But um. 
I'm going to go with Adam Cole here. I think this is going to be a, um, you know, of course, JAS is going to interfere. And then that's when we'll have the return of Kyle Riley, who's going to help him out. Sabu then is going to help out. And I think this is actually, this feud is actually going to continue because then Chris Jericho is going to say, well, you had Sabu in your damn corner. Of course you won. And this continues on even further. Maybe we'll have Britt Baker come out to slap him or something like that too. And then have, uh, well, no, they don't have a woman. I don't, JS kind of don't have a woman now since uh, I, I highly doubt um, Tay Conti is going to come out to help out since uh, they're trying to make Sammy Guevara as a face with this match. Well, they, but I have, well, they've, been, they've been kind of working with the outcasts, so you can kind of yeah, pander to true. that. Yeah, they do have the outcast, and they have Anna J still too, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think it'll bring out the outcast at that point, and then we have a bunch of chaos and stuff. But the fact this is unsanctioned, I think this is going to get a little bit crazy uh, here. Just gonna—I'm interested to see what type of um, what type of creative stuff that we're going to get in here um, with, between these two. But I—I I have Adam Cole winning here. Um, Dan, what's your opinion on this match? This is actually the one I'm looking forward to uh, the most because I feel like it has great story. Chris Jericho is great at – people can hate him, but he's great at putting somebody over. Yes. He's going to sell, put them over. He's kind of like the the guy that you go to. Once you get put over on Jericho, then you're a made man. You can go right into the war title picture no matter what. He's that fork in the road that you have to get to. And it's his niche in AEW right now until he retires. He's going to do that every pay-per-view. It's going to keep him a little bit relevant. And you got Adam Cole. Yeah, I'm going to say it right now. I said it earlier. There's a guy that I said is going to be the guy to dethrone MJF. It's going to be Adam Cole at All Out Bay Bay. Because they did have that a couple weeks ago where they did have that kind of like where Brett Brett Baker kind of foreshadowed it saying that you better hold that title because somebody's coming for you and then she said bay bay kind of mm-hmm. foreshadowing that's going to be adam cole and he's on this baby face world tour right now yes. we're so used to him being a heel that this has kind of been perfect him coming back from this major injury using that to their advantage with the storyline he is huge with the crowd right now and they're playing to it you put him over He's white hot right now. And then you eventually put the title on him. That'd be the biggest thing AEW could do because you got a guy. Yes, he was a WWE guy, but in fact, to me, he's an NXT guy. I'd rather say that. I think that's a better wording because WWE never called him up. He was always in NXT. And now he's over here getting that shine on like a main roster. And he's looking good. Like he, in a couple matches that he's had so far, he's looked great. I like the fact that they brought in Roderick Strong. They're building him strong, uh, pun, no pun intended, <laughs> with those two big wins that he's just had. Like you said, you can bring back Kyrie. They bring back the old crew from NXT and, and, and run with it again. But I think this is Adam Cole. This is the, the sh- sh- shoot him up to the moon and build up your next uh, title contender here. Because if, if he's not it, I don't know who is. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Devin, what's your opinion on this match? Uh, the story's been decent. 
I, I've enjoyed it. So some of the acting's been kind of, you know, when when JS got involved and it was attacking Adam Cole, attacking Britt Baker and <laughs> and Adam Cole just the, the acting was nah, bro. That that ain't it. That wasn't it. The emotion was not there. <laughs> Uh, but I felt in in that promo in this go home show, you know, when they mm-hmm. had they was had the contract signing, and you know when what Adam Cole said, I felt the emotion. The only thing I had a problem with is what he said, because I've been down this road before with Adam Cole when he used that same tune with goddamn Pat McAfee. Gave like, yeah, I'm about to destroy you. You ain't on my fucking level. And what this dude do, Pat McAfee? Almost took him bell to bell and almost got a win over one of the greatest NXT champions ever. And then, like, Tribal Chief took over from that. <laughs> <laughs> because of that, like, I, I, I hate when he like he talks this big game. I'm gonna, I'm gonna break your teeth. I'm gonna make you. Sw- I'm gonna, I'm gonna break your legs. <laughs> like, dude, stop it, he man. Stop he did it. Win. Just say you're gonna win. I'm gonna beat you. I'm gonna just say you're gonna do that. I want just want to hear the result. Don't tell me what you <laughs> what you what you gonna think. I you think you're gonna you're gonna do. I want to see that. I want to hear that. Just want to hear the result. I'm gonna pin you one two three. It's over. All right. Uh, shout out to Chris Jericho. Still, mm-hmm. still, you know, staying on, you know, on the level that he is. Still, you know, what what he gives to the wrestling game and and now. What he's about to do and help out Adam Cole, help him level up, you know. And, uh, you know, once he takes the L level up, like Dan says, be on his way on his route to the AEW championship and see what that looks like. Yeah, and then I got Adam Cole going over with Sabu. Hmm. Just imagine his promos between Adam Cole and MJF. Oh, man, that's gonna be, I'll be worried for MJF then. <laughs> yeah, that'd be kind of scary for MJF because well, you already know MJF is he gonna just do the low hanging fruit? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. what can't you? Because Adam Cole got bars. His delivery is is just bar none. Like what he did to what is the NXT when he did to to carrying cross. Oh, never recovered uh, for that. He never recovered from that. Still haven't recovered. You still got from that. that stench on you. I still see it, man. Like, yo, he still he, pulls that up. This man, guy goes, got you, know, you, bro. He, he says, "You know what I do? I lace my boots. That's what I do." Karen Cross went and started working the tarot cards, trying to get that magic working. See if that helped him out. Oh, Adam Cole saw through all that bullshit and called him out, and he could possibly do the same thing to MJF. And we don't, hopefully MJF can recover, but man, it might, it might be dangerous. Yeah, he'll just do what he did to Darby Allen this past Wednesday, just kick him in the balls. <laughs> oh, yeah, just, man, fuck you. <laughs> there it is. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is our predictions for all three for um, Double or Nothing and for um, Night of Champions as well. A lot of matches going on here. The a lot of matches. We didn't even go, you know, detail into NXT Battleground. Okay, so it's just a lot going on, and who knows if anything will get added to any of these matches. 
like I said, and um, AEW normally does something with the pre-show, so we'll see if that happens. Um, if they'll add a match to the pre-show or not. If um, Night of Champions, they normally don't do a pre-show. Seems like everything is locked in at this point. It's just a matter of how long these matches will go. Of course, that Anarchy in the arena match may go for a bit. The Battle Royale is going to go for a bit here. So um sure there is an yeah, over and under a how long these pay-per-views are going to go uh this weekend as well. But at least for those who uh have off on Monday day to recover, if you don't, uh you know, I will pray for you. It's gonna oh, be a dang. very tiring win right. Monday for you after watching. You know, Night of Champions on Saturday, well, Saturday afternoon, and then watching Double or Nothing Sunday night, and then watching NXT Battleground, whichever one you choose to watch on the replay, you know. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot, you know, time the clock in and, you know, put the work in and, uh, yeah, get to watch it and all that other stuff. But I think overall, it's going to be a very eventful weekend. Uh, one of the few times that we have WWE and AEW putting on events at on the same weekend. Um, but yeah, so as we go on towards for WWE going towards Money in the Bank and SummerSlam and for AEW going towards Forbidden Door and All Out slash All In, however they do that. And then, of course, we have the announcement that Collision will be in Chicago uh, you know, la-di-da, we already know what's going to happen there. <laughs> They're going to go crazy <laughs> and everything. <laughs> like they never, like nothing ever happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're going to chant for that man from he the one second. Oh, ma- imagine, the, imagine him coming out and then be like, so guys, what do you want to talk we'll about? Talk about. I will laugh hysterically at that if he does it. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. So, we know it's coming in June for the first episode of Collision. Hopefully, they'll get it out the way like they did last time. Just have them come out first instead of just just let, let, let them come out so that the chance can stop. And then we'll see. We'll go from there as far as the booking with CM Punk. Where do we go from there? And then how Collision will be set up, especially with this possible brand split between uh, everyone that's on Dynamite and then whoever is on Collision. Do y'all think this is a ticking time bomb just waiting to explode <laughs> for CM Punk? Coming back to it. Like, he's, all right, he comes back, but now it's start the clock to start the countdown because... Yes, it's gonna happen again. He already yes. showed, showed the true colors. I saw it vividly at that press conference. <laughs> Damn, like the 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 backstage, you know, theatrics. All the dog bite me now. Fuck all that. What he said right there next to his boss. Yes, I saw what I needed to see. I'm like, and the boss did nothing. Nope. But drink. Or ask nope. him for the muffin. <laughs> or the drink. He asked him for the drink. Oh, thank you. So yeah. It's going to happen again. Uh, either he will get injured or he'll start another fight. And then his, you know, then Ace still come in and bite someone else off. Like this is an episode of The Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah. 
it's gonna it's a ticking time bomb when this happens again. I'm hoping that you know the that collision will not be booked heavily for CM Punk. That you know we are using other people um, for the show as well. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping that this isn't going to be uh, kind of like what they had in mind. It felt like for Rampage that is going to be a bit CM Punk heavy because we use um, CM Punk to put over Rampage from the get-go and then it got put to the side once CM Punk then transferred over to Dynamite that with Collision that it's not going to be we're going to heavily feature CM Punk as our top guy and then they eventually move him over to Dynamite or something like that or if he gets injured or starts another fight uh, backstage that they uh, start putting that show to the side. So, yeah, it is a ticking time bomb with this guy. Um, but we'll see. We will see how it goes. I'm very interested to see how the booking of with Collision is going to happen. Um, I'm excited because we are we're seeing a lot of people who were on some milk cartons lately. Uh, we with Andrade and Thunder Rosa and Miro, Miro. Who is finally back. So I'm hoping that Collision will be mainly for those who have gone missing uh, from Dynamite. Let this be the AKA the milk carton show. That <laughs> if you see them on the milk carton, they are probably on Collision. <laughs> but yes, but. That is it for the Russell Brett podcast. We went through a lot of predictions here, but be sure to catch us all on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. You can check out the website at bloodlinenetwork.com. There's a lot of articles on there from great writers. Why waste time clicking on all these different websites? of going from this website to that website. If you love sports, if you love entertainment, if you love um, movies and gaming, if you love sports entertainment, wrestling and everything, check out the website. There are a lot of great articles there. There is um, a lot of information from people who, you know, aren't getting paid, you know, aren't getting paid by said people to say these articles. This is from people who are passionate about what they are talking about they are passionate about sports they're passionate about wrestling you know movies and gaming and everything so yes check out the website for everything there's content on there daily new articles on there all the time as well you can also check out the youtube and the twitch channel for the bloodline entertainment network be sure to subscribe Hit the little bell for the notification and smash that like button like Brock Lesnar is going to do to to Cody Rhodes this weekend as well. And smash that like button just like we will see all the punching and everything in the Anarchy in the arena match as well. You can catch me on Twitter at JDC137. You can catch the podcast at WrestleBread as well. Be sure to click the links in the prompt in the prompt put in the profile for the instagram the facebook and the tiktok as well catch me um weekly here live l-i-v-e every thursday at 9 p.m est exclusively on the bloodline entertainment youtube channel you can also catch me late night gaming with jd uh episodes with 
along with Gaming with the Bloodline on Monday and Tuesdays at 11.15 on Monday and at 11 o'clock on Tuesdays as well. Dan, where can they find you? <laughs> Man, you can find me on Twitter at KHIQ. And of course, we got the Bloodline. I put out all my content every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern. I put out both of my prediction videos yesterday, so you can check them out on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Next week, I'll be back same time. I got two videos coming out. I got my ESPN on my UFC on ESPN 46 video coming out, and I got my New Japan Pro Wrestling Dominion uh, prediction video. We got that big pay-per-view next Sunday. It's the New Japan version of SummerSlam. That's coming Sunday morning, so I'll be putting out my video for that same time, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern. All right. Devin, where can they find you? Yes, yes, yes. First of all, thank you, First Lady, being a gracious host. did a phenomenal job. Thank you again. We appreciate the hospitality. Yes, you can find Clark Street Wrestling on the Bloodline Network.com. Yes, there is no longer Clark Street Wrestling.com. It is done. It's over. All right, we have shifted everything to the website. It's all about the Bloodline Network.com where you can find us, you can find our merch, you can find our socials, our, our Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. But right now, Clark Street is in the hiatus. But you can catch me on Twitch on Wednesdays and Friday for late night gaming. All right, Destiny 2 with the Tribal Chief. <laughs> Chief. All right, yes, Destiny 2 with the Tribal Chief. Wednesdays and Fridays, midnight, midnight central, 1 a.m. on that East Coast. Yes, we do it late over here on the Bloodline Network.com. It is decided for. Yo. That's right. And if you enjoyed what uh, happened here, you can catch on the Bloodline Entertainment Network all different type of podcasts who covers everything. Okay. As we had Dan from Cage, my IQ, Dirt Sheet Dan. We also have Circle of Debate, Clark Street Wrestling Podcast, even though it's on a hiatus. There's still content out there. You can check out past episodes as well. The Out of Here Podcast for those who love baseball. Raw Doggin' with De Niro, who watches the last 30 minutes of Raw as well. A little bit of a recap, too. Roto Slappers for all your sports and everything as well. Top Wrestling Talk. The Brocast Podcast from the future, okay? The Debate Center, the Tim King Show, the Universal Wrestling Podcast, and the Director's Cut, our newest show that goes over entertainment movies as well. Like I said, check out the website, bloodlinenetwork.com okay smash the like button subscribe follow us on twitch follow us on all the socials as well okay get your information in one location get all the entertainment in one location as well be sure to go to the website and acknowledge us okay but Thank you to Devin and Dan for coming on to this episode with me with the predictions and everything like that. As Kitchell is showing the love of this, you know, shot town. Stand up. You'll all be chanting CM Punk and looking for a <laughs> 
Maybe you. We'll be hearing them chants loud and proud, and then we'll see the love that you have for your guy once, you know, shit starts hitting the fan. Okay. All right. So thank you so much for listening. And I'll be here next week, same damn time at the same damn channel with recaps from everything that happened this weekend, all that happened this weekend, and even probably recaps of Raw and Dynamite as well. If I will have the energy after I recap everything that happened this weekend as well. But thank you so much for tuning in. Shout out to the chat though for coming in and hanging out with us. The best chat all right on youtube in the land but until next time guys peace you're listening to the russell bread podcast with one beer